0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And
1: welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Welcome in a Monday afternoon. You can catch us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can join us in the chat. As always, I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well, and we are ready and raring to go to talk quarterbacks today. Because apparently there are fifty
2: execs in the NFL that have lost their minds. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're not so good at this. <laughs> at least there's a handful of them that really swayed the voting. The ESPN
1: fifty execs, you know, uh, random poll came out today. Top ten quarterbacks in the NFL, and there's one name that did not make the list. That is just baffling. Zach Wilson. No, stop After the news of yesterday, Zach Wilson's a top
2: five quarterback, and I will bang the table over it. Uh, Yeah, he'll – never mind. I was
1: going to say something, but I'll uh, keep it clean. We
2: will discuss that later (laughs) in the show, and that will be our first reprehensible take. Indeed. Right after this here program, if you are a member of the House of Reprehensibles, you will be able to see our reprehensible take on – my quarterback cor- yeah, that's your that's quarterback. My quarterback that makes you cry that's my quarterback
1: old zach quarterback zach wilson oh my goodness coffees you- for
2: closers and zach he takes it. his with two creams
1: yeah 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 uh anyway we'll do that we got a daily draft coming up as well in the third hour of the program as we do each and every day here in the new three-hour experience of the sportsocracy three to six on espn asheville daily draft today We'll be taking franchise quarterbacks. So, Jeremy, I believe you won. I did. You won
2: on Friday with the NBA's building blocks. Thanks, Luca.
1: Yeah, Luca.
2: Doncic. If I had it to do it over again, I would have taken Zion Williamson instead of Jimmy Butler. But you know, it's okay. Yeah. Never, uh, never question a dub. <laughs> so, Jeremy Ramsey gets first pick
1: in today's daily draft. We'll also continue our pre-training camp previews. Of each and every team in the NFL. We'll get to your team eventually if we haven't already. Looks like we got the Dolphins, the Steelers, and the Vikings on today's today's list. And who knows what else will crop up in the middle of the show. Apparently there's one NBA star that could be traded at any moment.
2: And the trade in and of itself is not that big a deal. The ramifications of the trade could be rather
1: large all right so we'll, we may have to take a visit down to the desert for that one coming up later on in the program um but uh hey can i tell you about my weekend
2: uh it's absolutely because something has happened that i never thought would ever happen in the history of the show yeah well uh i knew it was going to happen
1: eventually but... oh and i just thought you were probably gonna die when it happened so. <laughs> well thankfully i did not die no personal harm came to myself when the 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 durango finally broke it finally broke down the oldest member of the show
2: mm-hmm. has
1: has has gone to the other side it has it has seen uh, better days and it will not see any better days from now on but you
2: think they'll crush it and make it a paperweight for my desk if probably. i if i gave
1: them like 50 bucks <laughs> i don't know if they could get it down that size If there's something that powerful to be able to crush that hunk of junk down that far. But uh, yeah, the the, the Durango, I, I fulfilled the prophecy of I am going to drive it into the ground and she will no longer be able to go when I'm done unfortunately she is still able to go she's, she's just not, not able, able to, to stop. stop
2: exactly which is a very
1: important
2: part of vi
1: <laughs> three o'clock on saturday morning i heard a ka and then a big grinding sound and i went oh that's not oh, good." oh no so yeah so uh it broke and so i spent the day over with our good friends at fred anderson nissan of asheville and i am the proud new owner of a 2017
2: rogue you have a car that is now newer than mine. Yeah. I never thought I was going to be able to say that. Right? Frankly, I thought we were going to bury you in
1: that uh, Durango. And I will tell you too. I mean, they gave me way more than I ever expected on the trade-in of the hunk of junk. So, I mean, if you if you find yourself in that position where you need a car, and even if you're in an emergent need of a car, the guys over at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville will be able to help you out. Six twenty nine uh brevard road i've been there this uh, happened within uh,
2: 36 hours oh absolutely i mean from the death of car a to the the rising like a phoenix of car b oh yeah was less than 36 hours yeah i mean it was
1: those guys worked with me on everything that i needed walked in there with you know zero credit and very little payment to be able to put down on the car And they were able to find me something that is economical. I can fit it into my budget. They hooked me up with the Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville family plan so I can have all of my maintenance and stuff taken care of over the next couple of years. So just saying, if you need a new car, the guys over at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, they can hook you up because they have hooked me up. And now hopefully, and I'm sure that all my family will be much safer in in route when I have to drive.
2: Oh, I mean, that's the thing you don't know yet your life insurance just went through the floor (laughs) right i would wager you were paying a thousand dollars a month for life insurance just because that's what you used to get to work every day exactly so anyhow
1: check out our friends over at uh fred anderson nissan of Asheville. they will help you out even if you are in the biggest of crunches and don't have the biggest of wallets uh
2: to support yourself uh and he was in a bind because i don't think the two of us could physically fit in my car no and that would have been a very tedious uh drive to and from work although in in my although my vehicle
1: yeah i was gonna say although let's throw in another sponsor here thanks to phd uh weight loss we we can fit much nicer in your car correct (laughs) all right uh let's get into it top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl um All right, so I'm not too shocked that Aaron Rodgers is number one.
2: I was stunned that Aaron Rodgers was number one. Were you? I was stunned.
1: Back-to-back MVPs. If you're going to go old guy, Tom Brady's the right call. Nah, back-to-back MVPs for Aaron Rodgers. Look, we get into this conversation all the time of Tom Brady's got all the hardware, but when you're talking about greatest quarterbacks of all time or best quarterbacks of all time, it's routinely Aaron Rodgers is the best, he has the best skill set, the best arm, all of the things that you want. He just doesn't have seven Super Bowl titles to go along with
2: it. And, and I, look, I have no qualm with Aaron Rodgers. One, I have no, the, the top five being Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Is that the order I have them in? Not even mm. kind of close. But I don't have any qualm with that. Where my qualm starts is at Six. If you honest to God think Matthew Stafford is the 6th best quarterback in this league ahead of Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, which we'll talk about that later. Right. And Lamar Jackson who didn't even make the list, I'm going to need you to show your work on that right. because that does not make a whole lot of sense to well, me. Well, maybe uh, you know, maybe this is
1: that uh he's been around for a long time. You know, the 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 NFL execs are much better than Burger King is at uh, rewarding longevity. Did you see that story, by the way? The guy who had worked at 27 years at Burger King and never missed a day, and they sent him, like, a bag of – there was a Starbucks plastic cup and a bag of Reese's
2: and some pens and some keychains. Like –
0: come on well, it's I been
1: mean,
2: 27 years if you made it 27 years at burger king and your cholesterol didn't look like your zip code then <laughs> frankly that's all the longevity you need this guy did not look like he had been
1: stealing fries off the assembly line no he did not uh but anyway yeah so maybe that's it maybe it's just the longevity uh argument here for matthew stafford finally I mean, won
2: a super it. bowl i don't know well i mean here's the thing matthew stafford's a good quarterback Mm-hmm. I have no qualm with, with him being discussed here. Him being ahead of Lamar Jackson, is a that is a level of stupid that I'm not sure I can wrap my head around. Right. And that leads us into our 12 Bones question of the day, which is if you had to start a franchise in the NFL with any quarterback, obviously age, salary, all of those things come into play, who would it be? One calendar day. Would you like to hear the list of people that said Matthew Stafford? Yes. Would you like to hear it again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one's starting a franchise with with Matthew Stafford.
2: Uh, because it's insane.
3: Oh, and he's great also 34 arm, years old. Great guy.
2: Well, look, we got some of the old guys. We got some Aaron Rodgers. We got mm-hmm. some Tom Brady.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It makes no sense. And it's it's the broadest of the topics, apparently, to me. What exactly does Lamar Jackson have to do to get any form of respect in this league? I was very much on the, he's a running back, he's a wide receiver, he's not playing quarterback in this league. Mm. It took me a little over a year to go, okay, I got that wrong. First of you can hate me, love me, whatever you think. I will admit when I'm wrong. Right. I was wrong on Lamar Jackson. And I feel like year over year over year, we just keep compounding this. Mm-hmm. With you'll never actually buy in. Is there a mo- is there a more disrespected quarterback in this league than Lamar Jackson?
1: No, I, 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 don't, I don't think, even there think there one's. Is. In- I think
2: Derek Carr comes the closest. He's another one that's in the discussion. But you're talking. I have him at ten. Mm-hmm. Him being in the other receiving votes. Uh, okay, that's that's fine. Lamar Jackson's my six. And I'll be honest with you, I considered having him higher than that. Right. I just couldn't physically put him above the top five. And I don't know what you're supposed to do. Who's the best receiver he's ever played with? Mark Andrews? Oh, yeah. I mean, if if we're including tight ends, you go straight receivers, it's Hollywood Brown. Mm -hmm. And you still don't get this? You don't get that this has been one of the most consistent franchises in the NFL. Yes, they had to build a system around him. That's kind of the point. He's that good that they went, okay, we'll, we'll scrap everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When he was drafted, there was virtually nothing on this team that worked with him because it was built for Joe Falco. Big arm, 17-foot tall Joe Falco. Over the course of time, they've had to completely redo this roster to build around him. Hadn't mattered. Still makes the playoffs. But but he didn't make the playoffs last year Yeah, because the team was dead. Mm-hmm. The team's life insurance was as high as tanks was driving that old Durango.
1: Oh, uh, already, mister. No, you don't. No, I don't. No, no I don't. don't. No, I don't. That I love my new 2017 Rogue from Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. As well, you should. Yeah, as I do. um Does it have air conditioning? Uh, it better. There you, oh, okay. it does. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'll answer
2: that. I promise you it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. The other one didn't.
3: It
1: has the backup camera on and everything? That's. It's technology I never expected to have in a car. Um Lamar Jackson, I think, yes, he is probably the most underrated quarterback in this league at the moment. Did it surprise you that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's name wound up on this list, despite all of the things that are going on?
2: No, that didn't surprise me because on talent alone, I understand how you can put him in the top ten. Mm-hmm. However, there was another name on this list thats dumb, da is dum-da-dum-dum-da-dum-dum. And after the break, break, we'll tell you who that is and why. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years but the same thing applies to cars whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663
0: The Sportsocracy. What are you people?
1: On dope? And we're back on ESPN Asheville. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. See us everywhere on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat with us. And uh, I'm glad to Lance in the comments in the YouTube section as we now have the exact same car. The 2017 Rogue purchased today newly from... Uh, Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, and yes, Devin helped me out. He he's the guy I call. I, I mean, like I wanted to text him at 3 a.m. in the morning and say, "Hey, uh, so it's time. Let's start the process." He assures us, yes. I mean, it has all of the things. Well, it has,
2: and it has brakes that work, which yes. means it's a vast improvement over <laughs> the previous vehicle. He says it has all of the things. It has AC, no holes in the floor, and brakes that work. Uh, but now I am—I'm I'm not gonna lie—I'm a little angry that I now drive the oldest car of anybody on the show, and that—that that has me in my feelings. Well, I know a great way that you can fix that I, problem. I know
1: you can go see our good friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville over at six twenty-nine.
2: Brevard road and i'm going to yep because here's the thing you did text me at three o'clock in the morning of which (laughs) i'm real glad you weren't saying hey i'm stuck on the side of the road because i got that at about noonish right when i responded that's when i got it So yeah it was i'm not a hey tire blue i'm on the side of the road kind of guy You're more of a, tell me your problems and I'll worry about it later. Uh, Yes. When I, when I, when I awake, I will do the things that I can to assist. (laughs) All right. ESPN did the
1: poll of the 50 anonymous execs around the NFL to get the top 10 quarterbacks list. And it is okay.
2: It's okay. But you left Lamar Jackson out of the top 10. Which is insane. And then it gets more insane when you find out who 10 is. And the 10th spot went to Dak Prescott. Really? Really. I I don't get it. That means that if you average out 50 people in this league, they actually think Dak Prescott is better than Lamar Jackson. Which is
1: crazy to me. I mean, does he have a better arm than Lamar? Yes. Yes. Is he more accurate than Lamar? Maybe. Yes. I mean by percentage, you know. Is he as dynamic as Lamar good though? Lord, Does no. he affect the outcome of a game like Lamar? Good Lord, no. No. I I am baffled. Like you know, I'm I, I'm one of these guys it's like Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's way better than I ever thought he was gonna be. When he was drafted out of Texas A and wasn't in Texas AM? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. When he was drafted out of Mississippi State in the fourth round I was like, oh, that, that, you know. Ah, I felt as good about that pick as I did about the Kellen Mond pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, he might be something usable one day. He's done way better than I ever thought he would. He's a good
2: quarterback. He is a good quarterback, but he ain't better than Lamar Jackson. And that's where the 12 Bones question of the day comes in. If you're starting a franchise, Dak Prescott's 28. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is not that much younger than him. So if it, if you really honestly think he's that much better, put, put your money where your mouth is. All right, you go with that. Right. Uh, you, 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 I hate to use the pun here of Cowboys. You saddle that up and write it because I don't think you're going to like how it goes. He has had virtually every advantage you could possibly ask for. and He's been great mm-hmm. and won absolutely nothing. Right.
4: And Lamar that- Jackson's
2: had me as his third receiver. And he's won absolutely nothing. I mean, he won a couple of playoff games, but it's just more than Dak Prescott. This is has true. Ever
1: won. This is true. I'm just saying. And in, in the grand scheme of things, in that old tried and true Jeremy Green way, if you ain't winning
2: championships, you might as well just pick first. And, and here's the thing. And and this is going to get a little cyclical when I say it. For where I thought Lamar Jackson would be as a quarterback in this league, the fact he's won playoff games means more than damn near any other quarterback in the league has ever accomplished outside of tom brady mm-hmm. because he doesn't have an nfl level arm I, i've never thought he had a great arm but he has found a way to do all of the things that you have to do and turned himself into a winning quarterback now granted he's with a good franchise i understand that Dak prescott is too mm-hmm. Dak's had a Murray cooper cd lamb michael gallup would every one of those not be the best receiver that Lamar Jackson ever played with? Mm-hmm. And yet we still throw shade at him. Yes. Contract negotiations come up. And I, even I'm guilty of this. Uh, well, yeah, you just want to continue to see it because it's not going to age all that well. I don't care how it's going to age. Right now, there are a handful you would take over him. Mm-hmm. And it's the young guys and, and the two grizzled old vets. Yep. If you had to win one game right now,
1: I went back and looked at our, the last time you and I revised our top 40 quarterbacks list was in May. As I have it on my sheet here, Dak Prescott for me was 13. I feel like that's pretty good. That's That's probably
2: where he would be for me. Yeah. I had him at 12, one spot behind Deshaun Watson. I had Derek Carr at 11. I have him at 10. So. Because to me, I would rather have Derek Carr than, than uh, Dak Prescott. Statistically, they're practically the same guy. Mm-hmm. L- one of them's uh, gone through full seasons where Andre Holmes was his number one receiver. Right. And, and I'll give you the one that I saw, that, and, and I can't take credit for this. I saw it on Twitter earlier. Would Dak Prescott have gotten the Las Vegas Raiders to the playoffs last year? No. I agree with you. I agree with you. Would Dak Prescott have had the Baltimore Ravens within one cataclysmic failure in a monsoon against the Steelers away from being in the playoffs last year?
1: No, probably no, not. because
2: I've seen it. I, I've already seen him do this. I've seen him play the season out with the crippled roster that that and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. When everything's right, okay, okay, yeah, he, good. He can take advantage of what's out there, right? But in terms of, am I tying myself to that? No. No, I'm not. And the fact that there were people that had that are high-level executives in this league that had DAC as high as seven, do you realize what that means? That means there's somebody in this league that's a high-ranking executive that has him ahead of Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, there's one. And there were enough to keep this reasonably close. Right. Which is just dumbfounding to me. It's it's borderline criminal that you think he
1: would be, that he's better than those guys. Not saying he's a horrible quarterback. We've already said he's a good quarterback. But when it comes to top 10, you're talking the lead of the elite.
2: He's the three cheese chicken penne of the NFL. (laughs) Yes. That's what he is. Nobody in the history of creation has ever eaten that dish and gone, my God, that is the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. Also, no one has ever walked away from it and gone, I wouldn't feed that to my dog. Mm -hmm. You're not great. You're fine. Substantive. But, but here's the thing about, and I've long had this theory, this theory plays to something else that I will tell you in the, uh, I'll tell you this in reprehensible text because it kind of ties into Zach Wilson, which is our subject du jour today if you're a member of the house of reprehensibles the thing about the three cheese chicken penne is when you really break it down man that's a lot of carbs Mm -hmm. that's a lot of carbs it's fine it's substantive but it's a lot of carbs for what it is and that's kind of how look at Dak. it's a lot of money for what he is Mm -hmm. is he so the 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 one also receiving votes was kirk cousins be really honest with yourself if those two quarterbacks tra- tra- traded places, Kirk was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott was the quarterback of the Vikings, how much do you change either of them? I would say,
1: I would I would think virtually nothing changes for Dallas, and Minnesota would be slightly worse.
2: And I think Dallas would be slightly better. Really? I do. I think okay. Dallas would be slightly better. Maybe, Maybe so. I think they would be slightly better. And that's where it came down to to me when I was doing the list, is I asked myself that question with with a slew of different combos. If Dak was the quarterback of the Raiders, do they make the playoffs? No. All right, so Derek Carr has to be ahead of
3: him,
2: I mean, that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. But then you just get down the rabbit hole, and there's another quarterback that we haven't even spoken on yet. And I'm fully of the belief that he's going to be my NFL Russell Westbrook. We'll tell you who that is coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville.
1: With the PhD weight loss system, I have lost over 70 pounds. I hit my 70-pound mark officially last week, and the numbers on my scale continue to dwindle down. I'm getting better nutrition. I'm getting more exercise.
2: My aches and pains have practically disappeared. Over the long weekend, I played two rounds of golf. To most of you, that does not sound like an... Over-the-top amount of activity, but for me, before PhD, it would have been. My back would have hurt, but because I've lost so much weight, I'm in so much better shape, physical activity isn't wearing me out like it used to. I'm almost down to my target weight, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. The absolute all-star of
1: the program, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has the plan to help you drop the pounds and hopefully change your habits so that you won't have to deal with that weight problem any longer. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com.
4: I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
5: At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
1: Boy, you must be outside your mind.
0: The Sportsocracy.
5: Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
1: And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. It's time to get just a bit outside. And, um, well, this is a guy who is near and dear to my heart because I selected him last uh, Friday on the Daily Draft in the NBA's best building blocks. John Morant is making headlines today because... Uh, bleacher reports taylor rooks asked him about playing in michael jordan's era of the nba and he said that he wished he could have played in that generation he said he wished he could have been around to see michael play and just how he went about the game and his mindset that he had that all winning mindset he said he would love to play against him and he said i would have cooked him too
2: yeah that's that's one of those things that you just don't ever say
1: don't know jaw i mean i appreciate the confidence and you know he said nobody has more confidence than i do in my game in fact he actually he referred to himself as as his jersey number which i find highly um just off like you ever you ever met somebody who refers to themselves in the third person it's it's just weird and it goes beyond that when the the person refers to themselves by their uniform number because nobody got more confidence than 12 yeah okay, just a little weird. He says I'm. He's he's never gonna say that no that anybody's gonna beat him in a one on one. But he says he definitely would have cooked Jordan back in the day. And I'm gonna say you're full of squat.
2: Yeah, that's one of those things you just don't say. No, they, they're, is... they're just a slew of things in life you don't say. Exactly. I would cook Michael Jordan in his prime. No, I'm gonna say you wouldn't. Because Michael's just vindictive enough to like show up at a Grizzlies practice and go, I'll cook you right now. Yeah, I at feel like sixty, I'll still microwave mm, you. I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like twenty
1: three year old John Morant would probably get the better of sixty year old Michael. Oh, Jordan. no doubt.
2: He could cook him offensively. Now. Yeah, he'd cook him like bacon. Now. I'm not sure John Morant could stop me defensively, so <laughs> I think Michael could still get his. Maybe so. Maybe he
1: could. But, Ja, this is another one of those scenarios where I get you've been in the league longer than Micah Parsons has been in the NFL, but stop putting yourself in the same scenario as some of the all-time greats.
2: Over the weekend, one of the most interesting stories to me was the American Century Championship. This is, what to me, one of the most underrated things in all of professional sports. This is where the celebrities come together, and they play a big golf tournament for charity. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony Romo won it, which is not a surprise to anyone because Tony Romo almost made it into the U.S. Open. This is, what, the third time he's won it? I believe so. It's usually either him, Marty Fish, or Vinny Del Negro. That's who wins this thing like in a rotation. Really? Vinny? Oh, Vinny's good. Okay. Vinny's real good. Well, who's not good? Charles Barkley. Yes, no. First of all, to update a story I told you last week, he did not finish in the top 70. But he didn't miss it by much. Mm. He's also no longer going to be known as the worst celebrity golfer, but I'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> he did make a wager with Aaron Rodgers of if he could beat Aaron, he would cut off Aaron Rodgers' man bun ponytail thing. If he didn't beat him, which he did not, he would give 25000 to Aaron Rodgers' charity of choice. Okay, uh, He did not beat Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers finished ninth at fifty in the the stable scoring. Charles Barkley a respectable seventy fourth at minus twenty six. Oh, not bad. it's not good. <laughs> it's not good until you look at the scorecard of one Robert Griffin the third. Oh no, who now will go down as without a doubt the most god awful golfer in all of professional sports. Did he bust out on the golf course worse than he did on the football field? In round 1, this is a par 72. He shot a 119. He parred a hole and did not go double bo- did not do better than double bogey on any other hole. Wow. Saturday, a little better. Went carted the old 99. Had two pars and five standard bogeys. Then was the disaster that was yesterday. There were eighteen holes. Uh-huh. How many of those eighteen holes did he go double bogey or worse? All of them. All of them. All and of that them. is the correct answer. <laughs> he has the first scorecard I have ever seen. Let it go, RG3. Was, uh, so on the their their website, double bogey or worse is red. Every hole is red. Jeez. That tells me that if I went to play golf with RG3 i would take all his cookies i would take all i would take his sandwich his cookies uh the note from from his mother and, because i am drastically better than that and that makes me feel just kind of warm and fuzzy wow after my wife decided to tell me i was not athletic over the weekend oh that's a ding! It was, it, was it was a deep burn yeah i didn't like it yikes so seeing not Robert athletic. Griffin the third go full me when I was twelve on a golf course, that made me feel pretty like good. Like I could get into my feelings when somebody says you're not athletic like, well, yeah, duh. Here's the thing. I can still kick the top of the door frame and you've seen me do it. So I have. I you know what? I'm okay with that. I have seen I, it. I also sneezed and hurt my back about a month ago. So <laughs>
1: I'm not going to say she's
2: that far off. This
1: just is the sign just that maybe don't
2: say that out loud.
1: This is a sign that you're getting older. It's fine. It's going to be fine. So, RG3, definitely the worst celebrity golfer of all time.
2: It, it's bad when in a Stableford scoring system, which is meant to keep your score from being just astronomically god awful. He was minus 89. Wow. That's 17 points because that's how they're referred to in the scoring system. Worse <laughs> than the next finisher who was dylan dreyer don't know who he. Is. i don't know who that is the one above them was uh elaine's boss from seinfeld john o'hurley who i'm pretty sure is 60 yeah so wow not a great weekend for uh I put it this way larry the cable guy beat rg3 by 43 full points <laughs> in a pair of overalls right there's that
1: wow so his, so you, what? What did you say his first day score was? One nineteen. One nineteen. What was the? What was yesterday's final score? One oh eight. One oh eight. All right. So he did just a little better on the last day than he did on the first.
2: I day. am reasonably convinced that I could take one of those fling golf sticks and beat RG three playing real golf. Nice. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's. It was on Shark Shark Tank. It's this device. It looks like a lacrosse stick and you use it to play golf it's a more athletic way of playing golf mm-hmm. i can beat rg3 using that stick and him actually hitting golf balls and i will lay that challenge down right now yikes i don't
1: know part of me feels like i could do better than that you can't i can't you cannot. I can't do better than
2: 119 no. all right <laughs> have you ever swung a golf club
1: i, I mean i have
2: on a golf course no. Yep, you can't do better than that.
1: <laughs> you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And um, all right, so Jeremy, still talking top 10 NFL quarterbacks. The uh, ESPN list, the poll from the anonymous 50 executives around the NFL came out today, and you teased before
2: the break that there is, what, your, your Russell Westbrook of the NFL is on this list? I'm just never going to get it. I, I'm I'm convinced that I'm never going to get it. You're seeing something that I'm not seeing. It's Kyler Murray. Yeah. I I just I don't understand how you can watch the last four weeks of last season. I'm not going to tell you he's not a, a, an electric runner.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't care. I don't care. It's too easy to mitigate him. And to put him in the same class with Lamar Jackson is really, to me, that's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. One of these guys is a high-level quarterback in this league. Is Kyler probably a better thrower of the football? Yes. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I, I don't think it's by as much as people want to claim. Maybe not.
1: I mean, as far as quarterbacks throwing the ball down the field, we've seen the the, the analytics say
2: Kyler was the best one in the league last year. Yeah, and, and analytics are great. Uh, watch the games. As soon as teams figured out, we send pressure up the middle, you're irrelevant. Because mm-hmm. he's just a little tiny feller, just a little, little short guy. And I just look at it and go, there's, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're athletic. You're athletic and and – I'm sure that will get you the seven seed in the NFC playoffs, and then you just get scattered, smothered, and covered. Mm-hmm. But I would argue there's never been a bigger discrepancy between the top ten and everybody else.
1: Okay, let's use the same the 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 the, the same example that you used earlier with Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You swapped them on teams. What would happen? So let's do Kyler and Dak. Do you not feel like if Kyler was playing for the Dallas Cowboys and had better protection up the
2: middle, like you say, that he would be looked at as a better quarterback in this league? I don't. You don't? I don't. Okay. I think, and 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 Bill Budacek in our YouTube comments said, I don't think Kyler Murray's a real leader. And trust me, there's a part of that that I'm holding against him. Oh, I think sure. he had as much to do with that Cardinals meltdown last year as anybody else did. Mm-hmm. Now, can he come out and prove me wrong? Sure. And if he does, I'll admit I was wrong. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Well, you haven't seen anything in the offseason, especially to dissuade you from that. This is a team that's on fire.
2: Uh, All right. If you really look at the Arizona Cardinals and you're really honest with yourself, this is a team that's on fire. Mm -hmm. And you know who's been pouring gas on it since about the second they walked out of University of Phoenix Stadium for the last time? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I'm good. I'm out. I'm Seacrest out. I want nothing to do with him. Right scrubbing
1: the team from his Instagram account all the mixed messages that have been sent out over the offseason from his people to the front office of uh former teammates talking about how you know uh wishy-washy I guess he is without a, with a lack of a better term
2: is that, that that's a legal term right yeah wishy-washy, wishy-washy. Okay. yeah yeah they
1: put that uh it's in, in the here. dictionary yeah <laughs> but I mean you can see it you can see it in him when 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 the going gets tough kyler gets going he get and the, and by going i mean going. going out the door yeah just just
2: turn his back and go okay this is done and, and i will use the the converse of what you just said if dak prescott was in arizona would you not feel better about that team absolutely and to me it's not even close i think dak's a great leader i, I do too i think dak has if i could turn those two guys into one player now we're talking now we're now we got a guy that's probably better than Lamar Jackson yeah now can take the leadership and the intangibles of Dak Prescott with the just sheer talent of Kyler Murray that's a top 10 quarterback Mm -hmm. the problem is I don't think either one of them have what the other one has Dak does more with less than I could argue about any quarterback in this league in terms of physical tools okay because I don't think he does anything crazy well I don't think he has the biggest arm. I don't think he's the most accurate. Mm -hmm. He's athletic enough. That's why long ago I called him the enough quarterback. Mm -hmm. He is everything enough. But for me, I would rather have Dak that does more with less than Kyler that does less with more. Being a top quarterback in the NFL, you
1: have to have it together upstairs and he and, doesn't and kyler just
2: doesn't and we have seen this time and kyler's time again like,
1: kyler's like the kevin durant of the nfl gets all in his feelings and will just abandon ship when things are going sideways if that's not a bad comparison i'll be really yeah. honest with you i mean mentally speaking kyler murray is a great athlete and we know he's a hell of a baseball player and he's a group he's a really good quarterback But if you don't have it
2: upstairs and you don't have the leadership, then you can't win in this league. No, and that's – when I saw his name mentioned with Lamar Jackson, I'm just – I'm not going to lie. As somebody that has – I have zero vested interest in the Baltimore Ravens. Other than if they win the Super Bowl, you will not see me until about the time the season kicks off because I'm going to be on a yacht with my new friends. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, I have no vested interest in the Ravens. I was on the Cardinals bandwagon early. You were. Because this, I, I'm looking at this going, this team is really talented. The, the scheme is good. I like all of those things. And then it was, okay, every one of these pieces has a yeah, but to it. Cliff Kingsbury's scheme is really innovative. But in a close game situation, I'll take practically every coach in the league over him. Kyler Murray is super talented. But in a close game situation, I'm going to lean on a Lamar Jackson. I'm going to lean on a Ryan Tannehill uh, it, because I think they have it, they have that leadership aspect Mm -hmm. that I've just never seen in Kyler and we should be talking about that team ascending now take the DeAndre Hopkins suspension out of it but in terms of sheer talent they're way more talented than they were three years ago then why do I feel so much worse about them than I did a year ago it all ties back to him you're in the sportsocracy here on
1: ESPN Asheville pre-training camp previews continue next we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins (laughs)
5: At Ingalls, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingalls and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If
1: cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality touch.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 the
0: sports on proceed why are you smiling because i love football
1: at ESPN Asheville you are in the sportocracy at the sportsocracy on all of the social medias don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get into the chat with us as we are live here each and every afternoon in the Ingalls studio always brought to you by Ingles supermarkets low prices love the savings and pre-training camp previews continue here with the Miami Dolphins the Miami Dolphins obviously they had a hell of an offseason I mean, once you get past the Brian Flores stuff, they went out and got Mike McDaniel from the San Francisco 49ers. He comes in as the new head coach. You got Tyreek Hill now in, 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 in part of the fold. You got uh, Teron Armstead. They didn't have a running back last year. Well, guess what? They went out and got three of them that you could see getting a lot of playing time this year. Woo-hoo!
2: The, the hood ornament of the NFL, the running back. Indeed. So... It begs the question, what can they do this year? All of that pivots to Tua Tonga I mean, that's that is the one big question. Mm-hmm. However, there's something that people seem to be ignoring, and I don't get it. Okay, all right. So they kept the defense largely intact, right? Yes, because the defense was the last seven weeks of the season. The defense was so good. Have you ever taken a look at who that was against? Not good teams was Baltimore on a Thursday night in what is still to this day the most confounding thing I think I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Because Baltimore looked like they f- forgot they had to play and they had to grab all their stuff and just run out there and go, what do we do now? Right. Then they went at the Jets, Carolina, New York Giants, bye week, against the Jets, at New Orleans, who I think at that point was playing Trevor Simeon at quarterback mm-hmm. or Taysom Hill. I don't remember which one it was. They got absolutely slaughtered by the Tennessee Titans. And then they beat the Patriots. You didn't beat a good offense in that. No. So I feel like there has been this, well, the defense is fine. Because the last half of the year, the defense was good. Mm-hmm. I think you're overvaluing that. I think it's been overvalued the entire time. Because I look at this team and go, okay, who is the pass rusher that I'm supposed to be afraid of? Emmanuel Ogba? I mean, just because you paid him like a premium pass rusher doesn't make him one. right? Melvin Ingram. Uh, I've seen him be good for one team in three years. Mm-hmm. I've seen him be largely irrelevant with two others. And then Jalen Phillips. He's the wild card. Because the limited amount that that we got to see of him last year, there was good. Mm -hmm. And I think he can be a good pass rusher in this league. I just look around and go, you've got some talent. But I'm not sure this defense is as good as everybody thinks it is. I could see them getting into a lot of track meet type games. And why I say that is I'm looking at the schedule going, okay, you start with New England, which – we all know how I feel about that offense. Right. Then you go at Baltimore, Buffalo, at Cincinnati, at a Jets team that is drastically improved offensively. I'm not telling you they're going to be great, although they do have uh, Zach Wilson, the Cougar Slayer, as their quarterback. <laughs> so
3: uh, you know, don't
2: undervalue that team. Right. Minnesota Vikings that are good offensively. You can get a little lull with Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago. You're probably going to catch Cleveland after Sean Watson comes back, and the end of that schedule is gruesome. I was going to say, you're underselling the Lions offense. That Lions offense is going to be good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just – I feel like we've been so fixated on the addition of Tyreek Hill that you're not really seeing the the what could be an underlying problem. This is like when when houses get sold. All right, so you put a house on the market, you throw a nice coat of paint on it, and you stage it, and you put all the pretty furniture in it. What's the foundation look like? Mm-hmm. Because if that's crumbling, you're in trouble. And, and we make so much of this, uh, of the additions. Really break down those uh, th- those additions. Teron Armstead, mm-hmm. how many times he played sixteen games in a season? Twice. It's zero. Zero. It's never it's happened. Never happened. Uh, yeah. Connor Williams. He was the most penalized offensive lineman in the league. Mm-hmm. The other three pieces of this were not particularly good last year. So I could make an argument that you're one injury that I don't ever want to project injuries by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like when you've done it nine times, I'm not really projecting anything. Toron Armstead's going to miss at least two games. He has every year he's ever been in the league. Mm-hmm. Then you're getting into an Austin Jackson, Connor Williams, with a mediocre quarterback back behind it. Right. Two is one of those quarterbacks that needs to be propped up. And I'm not sure you have that to the degree that that, that everybody thinks you do. I'm not saying they're going to be the Jets. This could be a team that is a victim of their own circumstance. Because you've done all the things that make this look like it's just been completely renoed and everything's good. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you still have a first-time head coach that's never been the guy before. There's not a lot of experience on this coaching staff. So when Mike McDaniel gets into a bind, who's he going to turn to? Wh- 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 where you go now? A bunch of guys that have never made this decision before right. That makes me nervous. Makes me nervous that you have a quarterback that people hear the name and go, "Well, he was great at Alabama. Well, he's been largely mediocre in the NFL."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, and by the way, he likes to get hurt too. But we
1: surround him with premium weapons, which we feel like we've done have you though i mean you got you got tyreek hill tyreek hill's Mike a Gacicki's premium he's one win. of the best tight ends in the league easy though i mean he is he's easy, top,
2: five, top, top five top s- five stop top five tight you end. don't believe that top six oh, let's play he's a close. george kittle travis kelsey darren waller mark andrews kyle pitts end of message okay so he's he ain't seven. top five and he ain't close to top five <laughs> he's really a a just a very large slot receiver I'm not saying I don't like him, right. but what you just said is what I think the problem is with Miami. Mm-hmm. This is a—you're still a year out of this rebuild. You're not better than the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. You're not better than any team in the AFC West. If I'm being really honest, you're not close to the Buffalo Bills. So what did you really do? You got better. You got better, but the problem—I'm not disputing that—is everybody else got better. That's the point, right? Is that you did the splashy things. You did the things that fantasy football players get animated about because you added Tyreek Hill and you've got Jalen Waddell and now mm-hmm. you have running backs. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's like putting lawn ornaments in front of an ugly house. It's still the same ugly house it was before. It just doesn't have a disintegrating tree out front. Right. And and I feel like people will hear me say this and go, oh, well, you're, you're squatting on the Dolphins. No, I'm not. I, I just feel like there have been other teams that have improved more that get no love. Because Cincinnati... Cincinnati to me is more improved than Miami Dolphins are. Because you had one problem and you fixed it. I would agree. Miami had seven problems. Mm-hmm. You addressed uh, four of them. Right. Still didn't those, get an edge those rusher. Those three problems are
1: still there. Right. You don't have a premier edge rusher, as you mentioned earlier. The secondary's fine. Like it is. I mean, the secondary names, is very good. It's big names, big contracts, but they're also big names, big contracts that perform. With uh, you know, uh, uh Byron. Byron Jones, thank you, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Javon Holland's
2: really good, and and I like all of those pieces. But at the end of the day, this is still a this is still a a house that had a bit of a foundation problem, and you threw paint on it and and put all the pretty things outside. You still have a bit of a problem in that foundation that nobody
1: seems to want to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. You made all these improvements. The Miami Dolphins still going to end up like a. well, like a uh, wild thing, Vaughn pitch just a bit outside the playoffs.
2: They're not; they're a nine and eight team. That's what they are, and that's a great improvement. Next year, you'll be a legitimate contender. I just don't think you're the other, you're there yet. Sports Center is next.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker, and he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer, there's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: And welcome back into the program here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 second hour of the three-hour venture here on ESPN Asheville. Yes, uh, last week was the first week that we've been a three-hour program here on uh, ESPN Asheville. Three to six now on your radio dial. Of
2: course, on your I'm I sure Heart... there are some of you going, that's exactly what we wanted. More, More. of these two.
1: Uh, you can catch us on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. Live or on demand. Podcasts available uh, each and every afternoon after we are finished here. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can see us on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You can also join the House of Reprehensibles once you are subscribed to the channel. Nominal monthly fee. And today, after the program, will be the first Reprehensible Takes
2: episode. If you've ever wondered, what did he really want to say right there? That's what that will be for. It kind of harkens back to what the happy hour started as is uncensored sports takes, and we'll be doing those every day. This one will be live. They usually will not be. Some of them will if there's something that we really want to get into, but usually they will be put out after the show, kind of like an overtime. And today, Jeremy's going
1: to be taking the victory lap for his quarterback, Zach Wilson.
2: That's my quarterback.
1: Zach Wilson made the news over the weekend after his ex-girlfriend who is now apparently dating his roommate, roommate at BYU, in college.
2: Dax Milne,
1: yeah, who plays for the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. So his ex-girlfriend claims that she broke up with Zach because he cheated on her with his
2: mom's best friend. Now, in fairness, that none of what you just said was actually 100% factually accurate. Okay. She did not say that's why they broke up. So, she posted a picture. Her name's Abby Guile. We we actually met her in Charlotte. She was very lovely. Yes. Uh, She posted a picture of her and Dax Milne on Instagram. This was Zach's number one receiver at BYU. Now is a receiver for the Washington Commanders. Also, his Instagram uh, cover picture is him and Zach, which I got just a (laughs) ton of enjoyment out of yesterday. Somebody on her Instagram called her a name that I had never heard before. Okay. Uh, They said she was a homie hopper. That's a term for if you date a lot of people in the same friendship circle. Yeah. A, I had never heard that term before. B, it instantaneously became my favorite term in the English language. C, she felt the urge to defend herself by saying, if you want to really talk about it, he was sleeping with his best friend or with his mother's best friend the interwebs then did with that what it does and made it into something that it wasn't Mm -hmm. and there was a report last night that that friend was actually dax milne's mom which first of all if that's true you are the joe you are the joe we've been promised for so (laughs) many
1: years
2: (laughs) look i'm gonna make a ton of jokes about this Mm -hmm. because it's really funny Mm -hmm. if i'm the jets I hate every bit of this. There is nothing about this that I like. I do not want you to be the center of attention for any reason that does not deal with you being on the field. There's too much counting on what we just did. We Mm -hmm. have invested a ton of money. Mm -hmm. We have a ton of young guys. And yes, it's only your second year in the league, but this is not what I really want to be seeing. But, But
1: does it really matter... I mean, do we really care if it's not Well, it depends
2: on how you look at it. Okay. If you look at it from my point of view, no, not really. If you look at it from 70-something-year-old Woody Johnson's perspective, maybe. Because this is taking back page for things you don't want. Now, me, as somebody that has coached and played and been around young guys, I'm telling you right now, this might be the greatest bonding experience (laughs) ever. Because I'll bet you he heard from every receiver on that team yesterday going, dog i need to know the story on this right and it actually could be a good thing could be a bad thing just depends on the team
1: yeah i i I fail to see the 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 correlation between that i mean i get people you know all the time we talk about the nfl and you don't want off the field distractions but if you're going to have an off the field distraction I mean it could be worse it could be like he's doing drugs oh, or absolutely. he's been out you know drinking and driving or you know assaulting people or getting in you know I, I this is just dude might have had a fling with one of his mom's best friends I mean there's things worse in this life than being a cougar hunter
2: which is, by the way, that's his new nickname. I'm, I'm planning on changing it on his Wikipedia before this day right. is over. And the fact that he did play
1: college for a team, play in college for a team called the Cougars, just makes it even better. Because if <laughs> I saw, if I had to see one more time the retweet of, of the, the Cougar Nation yeah, cry, yeah, coming yeah. out from uh, from yeah. Zach Wilson's Twitter feed, yeah, okay, I had a lot of fun with that yesterday. I'm, I'm not going to sure gonna lie. you did, but I mean, I mean, it's not. You know, there are some people that have a problem with younger men sleeping with older women, but as somebody who married an older woman, I'm all for it.
2: Uh, there's a there there was a survey that will be involved <laughs> in the reprehensible stakes because I cannot say it on the show. Ah. It's gonna be a fun time. If you're not right. a member of the show, this is a this is a fine day to uh, become a member of the
1: house. I, I fail to see how this is uh, th- this is one
2: important and two oh, how by, it can be no a detriment to anything. By no means is it important. It can be a problem, and maybe I'm sensitive to it because a I am a Jets fan. B I have pulled for a slew of teams in New York. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't be a problem at BYU where he came from. This wouldn't be a problem. In the vast majority of pro sports markets. Mm -hmm. However, here's where it can become a problem. You just gave completely. He did nothing. He said he has said not one word about this. It does give fodder to the beat writers. Okay. Because if you think week one, he trots out and throws three interceptions, there will be 9,000 headlines with the word cougar in it. Probably. That's the way New York works. Right. One of my closest friends is a Jets beat writer. He's already said, you better be good week one. Right. Because if you're not, you are going to get drug over this. I mean, Zach Wilson is, uh,
1: hes you know, he's beefed up in the offseason. They say he looks he looks better than ever everybody does more comfortable in his body. Now that he's added, what was it? 25 pounds of muscle or something? No, like that. it wasn't or, that it much. Was something crazy. It was something ridiculous that, that, that I heard his body fat went down drastically, drastically. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could see the jokes of, you know, Oh, he's getting, you know, he's getting ripped up for
2: the, you know, the Cougar convention at the gym or something, but come on. Now that was me playing devil's advocate. Here is the, PG version of how I really feel about this: the Jets are one of the youngest teams in the league. Yes, this is a group of 22, 23, 24 year old guys. Think back to your college days. Is this not something that you would have just chuckled it up oh, with your 100%. with your buddies about?
1: I could I mean, be, I could make the argument. Unless it was Dax Milne's mom, and then we wouldn't, uh, we, you know, that would have been that. Would <laughs> your have been friend s- group was way different than mine. <laughs> that
2: would have been a split locker room
1: but it's okay
2: your friend group was drastically different than mine i mean if Jack, somebody's ex if somebody's ex dating one of your best team. friends and that story came out huh oh yeah. you wouldn't have paid for a beer in a bar in morgantown <laughs> west virginia until you graduated i don't know you got some guys that'd be upset be like you can try to come near my mom I could argue that this and, – and you look at the way he has handled being the quarterback of the New York Jets. Look, his, his, his rookie year left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. You saw the highlights of it. You saw the big arm. You saw all the things that got him drafted. One of the things that's been encouraging to me, you almost never see him out in public without a teammate. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Everywhere he goes – and in New York, this is a – I don't think people understand how big of a deal this is in New York. He leaves his house. He's going to end up on the back page. It happens every day. Okay, been to, been to Yankees games, been to Mets games, was a staple uh, in, in with the Rangers and the Islanders during the hockey playoffs. Mm-hmm. But he's always with his teammates. Always. I have yet, to, aside from one date, he did take a date to a Yankee game and very poorly did the wave. But I look at that and go, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. I'm not sure any of this is a bad thing. Because he is kind of a polarizing kid. And I'm going to be honest with you. I I pulled for a lot of Chad Pennington-led teams. There wasn't a lot dynamic about Chad. Love him. Always will. Right. But you didn't really polarize the fan base. And I feel like this is, and maybe I'm reading too much into this because I've been New Yorkified in my sports fandom I think you steer into this of, "Ah, you know, I'm not going to confirm or deny. And you become that Broadway Joe persona, Mm -hmm. even if you're not as good as him. There's a great myth that Joe Namath was like this great quarterback. He wasn't. He had one great season that you just so happen to win a Super Bowl as the, the greatest moxie quarterback that we've ever seen. Dating Marilyn Monroe and wearing fur coats. That wouldn't matter anywhere else. I'm telling you, it does matter to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Having that star Broadway quarterback is a big deal. And being able to take over the headlines and kind of leap over that, being the, the the little stepchild to the New York Giants, there's something to that.
1: So you're saying Zach Wilson needs to embrace this and become the playboy
2: quarterback of New York? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You want to talk about something that will bind this fan base? And I'm sure people that have never pulled for a team in that city are going, that's a reach. No, it is not. No, it is not. And if you don't believe me, be honest with yourself. Look at who the most popular New York athletes of the last 20 years have been. Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. You ever look at the laundry list of people he's dated in his life? Oh, it's a bunch. Yeah, that did play into that. I promise you. Because you crossed, you crossed out of just being a quarterback. That doesn't matter with the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes' social life doesn't mean anything to anybody in Kansas City. In New York, it does matter. And the fact that this came out completely... And we don't even know if it's true. But I could argue you could play into this.
1: Right At this point, it's just something that the ex-girlfriend has accused him of doing. Of having, apparently, relations with one of his mom's best friends. Is Zach Wilson really the Cougar Hunter quarterback? It doesn't matter. This is all about public appearances now.
2: And you really look back through Jets lore. And I can speak to this because I've been a fan for 30 years. Joe is probably the third best quarterback this team's ever had. Richard Todd was better than him. Ken O'Brien was better than him. You know what those two had in common? They were about as polarizing as dish soap. Mm -hmm. And so nobody ever talks about them. Who do they talk about? Broadway Joe dating Marilyn Monroe with his fur coats and his guarantees. All right. I'm sure some people think what I'm saying here is a reach. I don't think it is. But also, if you lean into this skid, then does
1: it not become the distraction? Who does cares? Does not become... Who cares? Well, because then if you fail, then, then that gives all the back page for, oh, you're focusing on being more of the playboy
2: and the cool guy than being the quarterback. Yep, Joe Namath did that same thing. He's still beloved. Still the number one sold Jets jersey, fifty years later.
1: But if he didn't win a Super Bowl, would that still be the case?
2: No, it wouldn't be. Not to the be not to the same level. It would still be up there. Okay, he would still be viewed differently because he was Broadway Joe. It matters in New York. I'm just telling you, it does. There's a reason that Julius Randle will never be what Carmelo Anthony was because Carmelo Anthony could bridge sports your mom knew who carmelo anthony was mm-hmm. she doesn't have a clue who julius randall is one sells in new york and one doesn't winning obviously the great elixir chad pennington won a lot anybody care about him no nope not a chance
1: you're in the sportsocracy here on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 we got a trade that could possibly be made at any second in the nba we'll tell you who's going where they're going and all the ins and outs coming up next
5: at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings
4: real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa marshall with exp realty your native realtor serving all of western north carolina The sportsocracy. The
3: ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward.
1: Welcome back into the angles Studio here on ESPN Asheville. I'm Tank Spencer, and before we talk NBA trades, I want to tell you about the trade that I made today because I, I feel like I worked. I, I came out in a pretty good spot. Uh, I was forced by the uh, you know by the universe who finally said this car is
2: dead. Well, I mean it was li- your car was old enough to drive a car. <laughs> yeah, it was. Your car was almost old enough to
1: buy a beer in a bar. Very true, very true. The uh uh you know the the Durango lasted as long as it possibly could. The brakes just finally went kaput on me uh, over the weekend and so I spent the day with our good friends over at Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, and I made the trade. I took that hunk of junk over there and I said, uh, I know you're not going to give me anything for this car, but I've got to get something else. And guess what? On the spur of the moment, they were right there, walked me through everything I needed to do. We did the paperwork. It was bing, bang, boom, and stuff happens. And here I am the brand new owner of a 2017 Nissan Rogue. And I have to thank uh, my good friend Devin, Matt, uh, Austin, all the guys over at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville that made that happen for me today. You need to go see them at 629 Brevard Road because they will, well, here's the thing. If you've got a car that you know ain't worth a whole lot, they they may do you some favors, especially when you mention that you heard it right here on ESPN Asheville. They will give you $250 more than what your trade-in's actually worth just for mentioning us and telling them that we sent you to them. They're great guys, and they took care of me, and now I'm going to be in an actual vehicle that is safe and
2: operable, and I can't thank them enough. Now I don't have to sit around and hope that I actually have someone that can push buttons because right. th- your car always made me a little nervous. Right.
1: Stay tuned. We'll have all the pictures and stuff out to you uh, with me and the new car, the new ride. Do, do you do, do people still name cars? Is that a thing? I mean, Anymore? you can. Do you do you, uh, do you have a name for
2: your car? Uh, I mean, I I do. Well, tell me. I come <clears throat> on. I, I no can't. I can't. I can't. You can't. can't i can't say it here like saying reprehensible takes after this here program though (laughs) if you're a member of the house of reprehensibles reprehensible takes live after this here program
1: uh my my durango was named philip o seymour uh after one of my favorite actors of all time but his you know the initials had to be pos correct yeah so anyway the pos is gone and that's all thanks to fred anderson nissan of Asheville, deandre ayton looks like he's going to be on the move but how is the deal going to happen how are they going to make it work he's a restricted free agent from the phoenix suns so there's talk that the indiana pacers may make the qualifying offer to him which would then force the phoenix suns to give them
2: or to match that deal yeah because the all indiana can do with the the money they got they can offer him somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 million dollars that's not going to preclude Phoenix from matching that. Mm-hmm. That's not the full max that would keep them from matching it. So if from everything we've heard between Brian Windhorse and and sources close to the proceedings, this could happen today that DeAndre Ayton ends up in Indiana. So what that tells you is this is going to be a sign of trade because they can't make the numbers work. And the only thing I can figure is that Miles Turner is coming back and that probably kills any possibility of Kevin Durant ending up with the Phoenix Suns? Okay, you don't have anything to give, right? He's you're he, not he giving was the up. Trevin Booker. I, I heard Dan Patrick say that this morning. That's not happening. Are no. uh, you going to ask for that until you're blue in the face? You can also ask to fly or to become a beautiful winged unicorn that flies into the ethos. That That's not going to happen either. That would be a
1: Pegasus, but okay. Are you really <laughs> arguing with me about <laughs> mythical creatures? I'm just saying unicorns don't have wings
2: it okay it's my story it's and your, my story they have like, wings and They're beautiful fantasy, Eagles, wings it's not happening right and so if this deal goes down this effectively takes phoenix out of the kevin durant hunt and when that happens i i got to tell you i don't really know how this is going to happen
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, i'm looking around the league going yeah toronto can gut the roster but i don't know why you would want to play there not because of the location, because of what the roster is going to look like. Mm-hmm. It would be, I mean, because you'd have to give up Pascal Siakam. And then you get into OG Ananobi and, and all the other ancillary pieces. So you really think Kevin Durant's going to sign up for a deal to Toronto where it's him, Fred Van Vliet, and Chris Busher. I'm going to say no. It's the next big three taking the world by storm and Miami has a problem because Bam would it would have to be included but then Ben Simmons would have to go somewhere mm-hmm. and it gets so convoluted this was the one place that made sense it's where he wanted to go and it made sense and now i feel like phoenix has had the discussions they know nothing's going to happen and i just don't i don't see Kevin Durant ending up anywhere else if it was going to happen i feel like it would have already happened right and uh, our first super chat of the day, Snowman in the Morning, one of our great pod or uh, content creator friends. When the Aiton deal goes down, so do the Suns. I'm not going to lie. I don't agree with you. Here's why. I actually think Miles Turner is a better fit in Phoenix than DeAndre Ayton is. Okay, why? Turner can actually shoot from more than two feet away. We're getting to a point in the NBA, and I think Phoenix and DeAndre Ayton have learned this. Why would Indiana sign him? I mean, honestly, put your GM hat on. Why would Indiana be interested in this? All right, so you traded a big in Demonidas Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton. Mm -hmm. So now you're building this team around Halliburton, Benedict Mathurin that you drafted in the first round of the draft a few weeks ago. And now you would have DeAndre Ayton. Why would you do that? Because he'll take your money. It's not because you feel great about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is that team in the East? Is that the 10th best team in the East? Maybe. 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 Is it better than the Knicks? Maybe. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know that I agree with you. I think it would age well. It would age much better. It would age much better. Yeah, Yeah, because Julius Randle's going to age like cheese. So why would you do it? And why would he do it? Because nobody else is rushing out to to make this happen. Mm -hmm. I feel like the tying Aiton to the Brooklyn Nets was, well, this works. It was convenient. They've made this known. They ain't interested this is not getting done on Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. They're swinging for the moon. And I hate to break this to you, that offer's not out there. No. The best you're going to do is what I said two weeks ago. You want rid of Kyrie Irving? We can make it happen. You package him, you package KD, you get back Anthony Davis, you have to take back and swallow the contract of, of Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. It's always going to happen. Right. Nothing else makes sense. So you still think there's a possibility that both of them end up in L.A.? Depends on how dedicated they are to ending this. From everything I've been told, and you got to remember, I, I do okay in New York. Right. Joe Tsai is over this. He is to the point of, I'm either going to sell this team or I'm going to get rid of these headaches because this is not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. That was said specifically to me by somebody that knows him exponentially better than I do. Which makes me think there's not necessarily a – well, let's just hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and we'll trot this out in November, and we'll we'll figure it all out. There's too many moving pieces here. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash, they're not both coming back to this team. They're not. Kevin Durant's not coming back to this team without Kyrie Irving. Right. So somebody th- – this is like Survivor. All right, you all three have flames here. At least one of them's getting put out. The question's who? Well, I got a good feeling that it's not going to be the coach. It's not
3: gonna if be
1: it Steve. was, I think it would have already happened. Exactly. If it was going to be Steve Nash getting the axe
2: to make the change, it already would have happened. And, and I'm not going to lie. If it was that simple, you'd have already done it. Of course. No, nobody's that attached to Steve Nash as, as the coach of this team.
1: Right. If Kyrie and Kevin had looked at each other and said or, – or had gone to Sean Marks or whatever and said, the only way that we're going to be okay going forward this season is if Steve Nash isn't the coach anymore, he'd have been like, done, signed, sealed, delivered, gone. But the problem is they don't want anything to do with Kyrie, the front office anyway. And Kevin doesn't want to be the only guy there.
2: And there's another part of this. Kyrie Irving was, was around, I, I think it was a WNBA game in LA. What just so happened that some people who show I have done in the past, they were sitting about six rows behind him. Somebody yelled down, hey, Kyrie, when you come into LA? Soon enough. This is not going away. There is no, oh, let's just let bygones be bygones. Something's going to have to happen. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I've said, and I'm not backing off this until somebody proves me wrong, Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving are switching places. So then what's the complimentary move to that? If you're the Brooklyn Nets and you want a superstar, there's only one on the board. Phoenix Suns shot down Devin Booker the second it came out of their mouth. We're not doing it, and now we legally can't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. That deal couldn't physically happen until 45 days into the league year. All right, so that's off the board. Like I said, I don't think he's signing up for the Toronto thing. I don't really know how you're going to create a package in Miami. So what are you going to do? What what else are you going to be interested in? Can you name any team that he would be interested in that could put a package together of any form? No. I heard Boston earlier. No, like, boston so would not. laugh you out of the building if you called trying to would you give tatum up straight up for him hell no would you give up Jalen brown straight up for him no i don't think i would either i don't think i would either and you would have to give up copious amounts more to make the money
1: work and after the malcolm brogdon deal boston doesn't need to do anything else they're already in the catbird seat they already beat the brooklyn nets and kevin durant we don't need to have kevin durant come join our forces
2: we're good and this is one of those times that i feel like the 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 cap calisthenics that you have to play because the nba is the most restrictive league by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. the the ridiculous jumping through hoops that you have to do in the nba there come times where you have to look at a player and go i know we're losing you for 60 cents on the dollar it's better than losing you for 0 cents on the dollar two years from now or a year from now. Meanwhile, you're a malcontent in the building and you're just poisoning everything around you. And I've heard this narrative of, well, he's got four years left on his deal. That means absolutely zero in this league. If he wants out, he will find his way out. But it's it, now you're at this, this crux of somebody's going to have to bend. Either Durant's going to have to bend and, and acquiesce, or the Nets are going to have to realize, the deal you're looking for doesn't exist. We are the sportocracy here on
1: ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 coming up next. We'll get weird with the PhD weight loss system. I have lost over 70 pounds. I hit my 70 pound mark officially last week and the numbers on my scale continue to dwindle down i'm getting better nutrition i'm getting more
2: exercise my aches and pains have practically disappeared over the long weekend i played two rounds of golf to most of you that does not sound like an over-the-top amount of activity but for me before phd it would have been my back would have hurt but because i've lost so much weight i'm in so much better shape physical activity isn't wearing me out like it used to I'm almost down to my target weight, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. The absolute
1: all-star of the program, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has the plan to help you drop the pounds and hopefully change your habits so that you won't have to deal with that weight problem any longer. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Ph.D. Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and
2: their fans. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at
0: 828-365-1663. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. and
1: welcome back into the sportsocracy it's time to get weird and uh well jeremy um it's the this is the weirdest thing that happens or not the weirdest thing but it's one of the weirdest things that happens around the world each and every
2: summer and it is the running of the bulls in pamplona spain i will never understand how somebody looks at uh, at friends of theirs and goes hey you know what i want to do I want to run in the middle of the street while bulls chase me. Exactly.
1: And and not even like, uh, you know, streets that are smooth and, and paved. No, I want to run through cobblestone streets where the chances of me tripping and getting, you know, run over by all of the bulls is, you know, a higher risk than being gored by one. But a Spanish Red Cross spokesman said today at the first running of the bulls, in Pamplona's uh, San Fermin Festival, there were only three. There were only three people that got gored by bulls today. It is the first of four runs that will be taking place from now through Thursday. The Red Cross worker said that one man was gored on the street while two others were stabbed by a bull's horn inside the bull ring at the end of the run. Television images showed one bull repeatedly tossing and butting one runner against the wooden barriers on the edge of the ring and then goring another in the back of the leg. Again, you know, I'll say the same thing Jeremy just said. Why? Why is this a thing? Why do you wake up one day and go, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to run from some, you know, giant, you know, one ton animal that has, you know, giant knives on its head. That's brilliant.
2: Well, they're not quite knives. Yeah, I, they're, I mean, they're, 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 they're pretty sharp. They're not nice. <laughs> they're not nice. They're not something you want to do.
1: Yeah, three other runners were treated for injuries that sustained in falls during the run. So yeah, probably tripping on the cobblestones or tripping over somebody else's feet and. Hopefully you don't get run over by the bulls. Six bulls chasing thousands of people down the street is not a good idea of fun in my in my book.
2: Something is fun in my book, and I am a constant user of this Door Dash, Uber Eats, all of the different things that will take delicious food from wonderful restaurants and prevent me from having to go in public and bring it to my door. Mm-hmm. Well, Thursday. DoorDash did an uh, an unexpected promotion. Everything ordered on their app was free 99. Really? Apparently there was a little technical hiccup. It did not last for very long, but it did start to trend on Twitter and people picked up on it. Here's what happened. You would put things into your cart. You would go to check out. It would allow you to process the order and never give any form of payment information. So, as, you know, people do, this is why we can't have nice things, they didn't just order some chicken tendies no. from the McDonald's. They ordered, I don't know, $20,000 worth of seafood. What $20,000? $20,000. 306 orders of a seafood plate from a seafood restaurant in their town. Jeez. Another also ordered two thousand dollar bottles of Don Julio Reposado Tequila. And, and I didn't that's, know you could get things like that delivered. Uh, you can't in this state, but you can in others. Ah. Uh, I have used that service when I when I traveled for a living more times than I'm willing. Why to admit. am I not shocked? You, you shouldn't be. Uh, look, responsible. Don't do crimes sometimes you need a bottle of tequila and you have the desire but not the ability so somebody brings it to you there's only one problem with this as as you do Mm -hmm. in this life Mm -hmm. some people have never had consequences and so when they see free 99 they go oh let me get all these things and they'll bring it to my house and in some cases they did The only problem is when the glitch fixed itself, they build your Google Pay account. Damn right they did. Some of these were in excess of $15,000. That's hilarious. One guy actually shared a picture of uh, of the attempted withdrawal for $17,000. He had $96 in his bank account. I don't know if you know how banking works, but the way his bank account is set up is he's got a checking and a savings, and there's nowhere near $17,000 in it. DoorDash has said they are still efforting to correct these things and make sure that all of the vendors that were wronged are made right. Just, okay, when you see something like that, don't go, ooh, what do I need? 19 bottles of Dom Perignon. Exactly. Exactly. Get some chicken tendies from McDonald's and call
1: it good. Because you know at some point you're going to have to pay that back. Or at least you should know that. This all comes down to the whole Jeremy saying, well, if they made a bank error in my favor, then I should be able to keep that money. No, that's not how this works. It's not your money. That's
2: not a bank error. That's an app error that you physically had to seek out. You ordered that. What you're talking about is somebody randomly put $50,000 in my bank account, and I thought it was from that pegasus unicorn we were talking about earlier <laughs> and i spent it that was a u problem not a b problem uh-huh. you sought this out that's true you were being a nefarious it's, little
1: it still amazes me how how fast things go like that one person goes on DoorDash and finds out that everything's free and all of a sudden thousands of people know instantly
2: and here's all i'm going to say government if you're listening you can move those four vans from out inside from in front of my house. I will take care of it after the show. Wait, I'm sorry. What? I didn't. I didn't do anything nefarious with uh-huh. the doordash glitch.
1: Yeah, sure, <clears throat> sure you didn't. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what that damage is. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and uh, Jeremy and I continue to roll on with our pre-training camp previews of each and every NFL team. I know we've – I think we've teased this one for three days. And finally, we're going to talk about it. Things
2: just kept happening. That's
1: right. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Yes, the Big Ben era is over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They now have a legitimate quarterback battle in training camp. So the number one question is, do you think that Kenny Pickett will be able to win the job outright immediately as the rookie out of Pittsburgh or – is it Mitch Trubisky actually going to get his opportunity to, you know, I don't know, try to recover from that whole fiasco with Nagy and Pace in Chicago. It's Mitch Trubisky. It's not close. It's
2: not close. Let me give you a little just a, a, a little teaser on this. Okay. Quarterbacks 29 and 21. It's his win loss record. 64% completion percentage, 64 touchdowns, 38 interceptions. That sounds virtually exactly like Baker Mayfield, doesn't it? hmm It's Mitch Trubisky. With nothing. I, with nobody. With Alan Robinson and a bunch of dudes. Mitch Trubisky's the best chance to win here. I would agree. And I don't think it's even close. I think they erred horribly taking Kenny Pickett at 20. Mm-hmm. I had him as my fourth best quarterback in this class and would not have touched him until the third round. It got out there, you know,
1: that um, they were hot and heavy on Kenny Pickett. And in all of the run-up to the draft, we kept seeing, you know, what was it, three, four quarterbacks going in the first round? And all of a sudden, none of them go in the first round except for Kenny Pickett at number 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then everybody else went in the third round. And it's like Pittsburgh sitting back. Do you think that the front office was sitting there going, oh, we
2: we, we messed up? I think so. I, mean, I can tell you every person I've talked to has said there was not a quarterback going in the top 45 picks of this draft no matter what happened. Right? It didn't matter. There was nobody that anybody was in love with. Pittsburgh wanted to make sure they didn't get left out because they thought there was going to be a run. As I said, there will be a run on teams that try to trade up to get that fifth-year option, and they were afraid they weren't going to get the guy they wanted. You got the guy you wanted. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, a- and I'm going to compare this to a situation that I we have talked about a lot on this show. Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones remind me of each other a lot. If he plays week one, he's the no-doubt rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. You put anything you want on it because he's the most ready to play. He's also 24 years old. I just don't see an upside. I think there is – to me, there's more upside with Mitchell Trubisky than there is with Kenny Pickett. He still has room to get better despite the fact that he's been in the league for four years. I think he got a very raw deal – with Chicago because Matt Nagy comes in, didn't want him, didn't like him. And I mean, he's only f- f- a little over, a little under four years older than, than Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better player. And I don't necessarily know if it's all that close. And then you look at how Pittsburgh's going to want to win. That defense is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how good because they're counting on several players like Miles Jack. If Miles Jack is 2018 Miles Jack, this team's going to be real good. Mm -hmm. Especially if he can get anything out of Devin Bush. Where I get nervous is this is a team that's going to beat you by running the ball. I've said I think Najee Harris is the most underrated running back in this league. I could see him doing something absolutely insane this year. Because that's what they're going to lean on. Mm -hmm. This offense is going to look a lot like what the Tennessee Titans do. A lot of play action, a lot of running the ball up the middle, three yards in a cloud of dust. And the one difference between Pittsburgh and Tennessee is they have two guys that can beat you deep. Could argue they have a third, depending on how good George Pickens is in his rookie year. Mm -hmm. Plus you have Pat Fryermuth. The weapons are just way better. Do you see a huge difference between a Ryan Tannehill and Mitch Trubisky? No, I don't either. And I think this could look very similar to that. Mm -hmm. You put him in an organization that has some form of structure and you'll very quickly see that Chicago's a dumpster fire for a reason. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have been good for three decades for a reason. Mm -hmm.
1: Last year, my biggest knock against the Pittsburgh Steelers was their offensive line. And I don't see that they've done great things to fix the offensive line this year. We talked a lot about the James
2: Daniels pickup from Chicago. That's a great move.
1: It was a good it was a good move.
2: I'll Mason it, Cole it is it a you. good move. Really? They really solidified the inside of this line. Okay.
1: Cause I don't see I just don't see Mason Cole as a game changer.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not telling you he's a game changer. He's a he's a stabilizing force. Mm-hmm. I will also tell you, do not undervalue the possibility that they add another player. Mm-hmm. Won't shock me in the least. Is this where they bring in uh 39-year-old uh, Dwayne, Brown. Dwayne Brown? That's exactly what I was getting ready to ask you. Would that surprise you oh, in no. any way? No. If one of the smartest franchises in this league goes, hey, a guy that just got arrested and nobody's going to touch, let's bring him in for $8 and watch him be the Pro Bowl alternate that he was. What? He just got arrested at LAX for having a gun. Did he really stop taking guns to airports? (laughs) Why is this so hard? I traveled for years. I missed that. I think it happened Saturday. Oh, okay. Just okay. It's okay. Stop doing that. It's not that hard. Right. Uh, I mean, you would think this is not like putting a can of shaving cream in your in your luggage and going. Oh yeah, I forgot I had that. Right. Just don't do crimes. Don't do. But I mean, it would shock me in no way if they look at this now depressed even further asset because he's an older guy Mm -hmm. and i I can tell you that there were a lot of teams he's been so durable that it makes them nervous that when the escalation happens it will happen quickly it's a lot like my car i mean when the wheels fall off they're (laughs) gonna fall off and they literally almost fell off one of them one of them did it was like tilted it was wild (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the more you tell me about this, the more unnerved I get that I ever rode in this thing. So, please stop telling me things. I, I just look at Pittsburgh, and I trust this franchise. Am I telling you that they're going to be this road greater offensive line? No. But I can also tell you, you know what Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is that Ben Roethlisberger isn't athletic? Mm-hmm. Ben, towards the end, was a statue. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced he couldn't beat me, that he could beat me in a foot race and there's just a big difference between Trubisky, who is much quicker than you think and and adds an element to that offense that's going to make that offensive line look better and I'm telling you this right now and, and just put a pin in this I'm this is one of the things I'm the most convinced of in this league Levi Wallace will be the most underrated big time pickup of this offseason Okay. Whether Joe Hayden comes back or not, I could virtually care less. He is a perfect scheme fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that shores up the secondary, and now I look at everything there and go, you know what? I don't need to put up a ton of points. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to run. I need to hit you two or three times a game over the top. doesn't have to be 70 yarders. I need to loosen your defense up. That's it. That's all I'm asking Mitch Trubisky to do, and I know he can do it because I've seen him do it. And you get him away from Matt Nagy, and I think he's going to be just fine.
1: Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they're going to take a big step back this year. I just don't see it coming to fruition where they're a playoff team. But there again, said the same thing about them last year. And where did they end up? Well, I mean, and
2: and we seem to do this just in a a great big cycle of, oh, this is the year they're going to regress. You know what's funny? They never do. No over under seven and a half wins you're going over under under i will go aggressively over i think it's one of the best bets in all of football you're in the
1: sportsocracy here on espn asheville if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now
3: Buddy, you wanna go fishing?
5: The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me but at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes you like a <laughs> are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't
4: forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad.
5: All Bye. the ingredients for family.
0: the sportsocracy what are you people on dope
5: it's
1: espn asheville i'm tank spencer he's jeremy green we are the sportocracy check us out at the sportocracy.com coming up at the top of the next hour after the sports center update we are going to do today's daily draft top of the program we talked about the uh, espn blanket uh anonymous 50 execs poll that they did for the top 10 quarterbacks in the league uh we'll be drafting franchise quarterbacks coming up uh in just a few moments
2: and i get the number one pick because i won our nba building blocks draft on friday yes indeed you did hopefully i
1: will be able to uh we've alternated here yeah
2: i literally nobody has
1: won two of these in a row no has not happened, and uh, hopefully I can get the better of you today. Which is weird, because the winner gets the first pick, so you would think they would have an advantage. Yeah, not necessarily. It's literally it's, not happened yeah, once. It's turned out to be that uh, that back end where you get the second, because we do a snake draft. It's like a fantasy draft where guy picks first, and then next guy picks second and third, and and that's that's how you got me on that one. The Luka Doncic, the Luka Nikola Jokic Jokic back-to-back was uh, really outdid Giannis.
2: I mean, I had the reigning reigning two-time MVP
3: (laughs) on my team.
1: The MVP of my world lately has been the PhD weight loss program because I've been on this since the week of Thanksgiving, and I've lost over 75 pounds on this program. I look like a completely different person, and I feel like a completely different person. I'm able to do 5Ks and even run a little bit of the 5Ks
2: while I'm at it. And it's helped me in every aspect of my life. It's ironic you said that run thing. Over the weekend, did my favorite thing. Played a little golf. Uh Only thing is, didn't check the weather radar first. So got stuck on the seventh hole and had to make a run for it. Years ago, you probably would have found me on the 8th fairway without the ability to move this time made it back to the car only them nim- nominally wet from the rain and that's thanks to the program the weight loss and the plan at phd weight loss phd weight loss provides you with 80 percent of the
1: food that you need to have success on the program it's all about nutrition and all about taking away that visceral fat you need to change your life go to myphdweightloss.com today phd weight loss the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans today's daily draft is coming up next
0: he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of asheville
1: And we are live for the third hour here in the Ingalls studio. Ingalls supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green, and this is The Sportsocracy. Find us on all the social medias at The Sportsocracy. It's, you know, sports and democracy all together because we are the Democratic Republic of Sports. You want to get your uh, comments in on the show? All you got to do is go to the sportsocracy.com click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That'll get you access into the chat. You can also join the House of Reprehensibles, which uh, you'll get extra content along with that uh, subscription each and every month. Just a nominal fee. Anybody can afford.
2: I mean, I can afford it, so... And, and he's cheaper than air. Exactly. Uh, I, also, the name, uh, we don't talk about politics, so it's a uh, it's a double entendre there. Indeed.
1: Uh, today, coming up after the program, we will get the first reprehensible takes for House of Reprehensible fan, uh, uh, members. It's only content available for the HOR, and is going to be uncensored. And today is going to be Jeremy and I's uncensored takes on the Zach Wilson story. I, I
2: from will over al- the weekend I, I will also be uh <coughs> i will be debuting something that i've wanted to do for a really long time
1: <laughs> did the, Did you pull up the song is this the you got the song ready to go is it i i i do have that you song. should you should pull it back up.
2: i do have that song uh
1: because uh, i will say that is one of the best parodies that i've heard in a while of jeremy doing zach wilson's mom over stacy's mom. mom yep yeah uh but this is not Zach Wilson's mom. This is apparently Zach Zach Wilson's Wilson's mom's mom's best friend. friend. Apparently there was something going on there, according to an ex-girlfriend of Zach Wilson, but uh, you'll hear more about that in the Reprehensible Takes, the first ever coming up at the end of this program, which will be live on the YouTube stream just for House of Reprehensible members. Welcome into the third hour of the program, third hour every day, we do the Daily Draft. And today we're going to... Do a play on the top 10 quarterbacks list that was put out by ESPN as voted on by 50 anonymous NFL execs. And somehow Lamar Jackson didn't make the top 10. Matt Stafford was six. And Dak Prescott made the top 10. Which is insane. There, there weren't any others that I really felt a certain way about. Like Russell Wilson belongs in the top ten, yeah, Justin Herbert, Joe fun. Burrow, all that kind of the stuff.
2: The Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, you could make the argument he hadn't played in two years, but uh, in yes. terms of sheer talent, I get it. I still have I still have him in my top ten <sighs> with talent being the only thing that we're looking at. He was my 11. Yeah. Uh, my rankings are out on the the social medias right now. That went out around lunchtime. All right, so let's get it started with
1: the Daily Draft. Jeremy has the first pick because he won Friday's draft, according to the fan vote, because that's how we do this. We We do the draft on the show and then we'll put out the graphic on social media and then you go to social media and you vote on whose draft you liked better. Jeremy won by a I think it was unanimous. It, it wasn't uh, unanimous, but it was <laughs> It was, it was very clear that I had won it. Yes, uh, the NBA Building Blocks draft that we did on Friday. So here we go. Franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. If you were going to start an NFL franchise today and you had your pick of any quarterback in the NFL to take to start that franchise with, who would be your number one pick, Jeremy Green?
2: I, of all the – this is the now fifth one of these we've done. This is the happiest I have been to have the number one pick because this is a no doubt for me. One of the youngest quarterbacks in the league. Only been a starter for two years and already played in the Super Bowl. With the number one pick, I am no doubt Joe Burrow. All right. Joe Burrow
1: is the number one overall pick. I don't think anybody's shocked by that. Joe Burrow, if I had the first pick, he would have been my first pick as well. Joe Burrow is just, he's Joe cool. He's got he's that. Joe k- B. He's Joe B. I mean,
2: got- it's, it, it, you look at, and I'm not going to lie to you, there are very few quarterbacks in my lifetime that have been able to change the perception of a fan base. Mm-hmm. He did it in two years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he got hurt in the first one. He's got the giant chip on his shoulder. He's got nothing but a
1: championship drive inside of him. He talks like he has the utmost confidence in everybody around him and in his own game and everybody involved in the process, and I think guys follow that much like you saw Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay, and you got all these guys who have you know may have been for with with Tampa forever, may have just been there for a minute, and all of a sudden Tom Brady comes in and he's got everybody thinking championship. You can achieve this. We can do this. And Joe Burrow has that, despite the fact that he doesn't have any of the uh,
2: longevity in this league that Tom Brady does. No, I mean, I just, I look at Burrow and go, this is a a kid that just gets it. Fought through a lot of adversity, very comfortable where he is, has all the weapons. There is, I really don't have a a knock on him. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Now, the error in that is that I have just realized that that means you get to pick twice in a row. I do. And I have made an error (laughs) in judgment. Well, if your error in judgment includes...
1: Um, I don't know, not picking a guy who's been to four straight AFC championship games, uh then yeah, you erred in judgment because my number 1 pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. The magic man. He does all of the things and does all of them well. He's mobile, he can throw deep, he can throw short. He can throw without looking. He can. Is he thrown with his left hand yet? Have we seen him throw behind Actually, his yes, back? Actually, yes, he did
2: throw one with his left yeah. hand. Yeah.
1: Is he thrown behind his back, between his legs, doing all the things? I, I, I don't think anything is beyond the realm of possibility when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the things that can be done at the quarterback position. He's an innovator. And I think he is a guy that will look back on years from now and go – that guy helped change the game, much like Steph Curry has done for the NBA and transformed it into the long-range shooting, uh, you know, some say fiasco that it is. I think we'll do the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. So, Patrick Mahomes,
2: my number one pick, Jeremy Green. I mean, I I, I, I will give my full take on that after you select again because now I – He's not getting back to you, Okay.
1: He's not going to fall to you. I don't think we're talking about the same person. We may not be talking about the same person, but I will say if you were looking for the quarterback of your 2022 championship Buffalo Bills, then you're, you're, you're missing out because I'm taking Josh Allen next.
2: Okay. So now that you have done that, I can say, I never thought Josh Allen was coming back to me. Okay. Okay. I did not think you were taking Pat Mahomes. Really? And I'm going to tell you straight up, I wouldn't have. Why? I think the Tyreek Hill thing is going to hurt him more than people believe. Okay. And it's not. Look, you're it, it, there were there were five for me that you're very nitpicky. I I can't help it. I look at the fact that that Mahomes will be 27 before this year starts. And that would have been a knock for me. Mm-hmm. I had already written off Josh Allen. I knew I was only getting Joe B or Josh Allen. Right. There's a guy you didn't take that I never in a billion years thought was going to be sitting here. Okay. Justin Herbert. Okay. Like, I, okay. I, <laughs> if you had told me that's how this was going to start, I would have had much less anguish than I did. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to level you. That was my one-two. I
1: got my oh, really? one and my two. That's crazy. That's insane to me. That you would, you would. I mean, at least if you're starting a franchise, do you not want somebody who's played in the league a little bit longer? Like, especially if it's a guy like, dare
2: I say, Patrick Mahomes? It's not even that. Like I said, there's very little difference between these between these three guys, mm-hmm. four guys. The one great big difference is that there's only one. Justin Herbert's still only 24 years old. Mm -hmm. And did not come out of a pro-style offense in college. I think there's way more to him than we've seen. Pat Mahomes, I think you've seen it. And it's great. I'm not trying to to slight Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. In the YouTube comments, Chris D said it took a year for Mahomes to turn from the no-doubt number one to not even number three. It's not that. Because he would have been my three. Mm-hmm. I was already reticent of, I'm going to have to take Mahomes because he's going to fall on my lap and I don't have a choice. I just, I like younger here. Okay. And I do think there's limitless potential with Justin Herbert.
1: Younger. I do like younger here. He's two years. It's two years three. difference.
2: It's three years difference. Justin Herbert just turned 24. Pat Mahomes is getting ready to turn 27. Okay, excuse me. And I got news for you. I'm not as sold on all of the. All right, take Andy Reid away from Kansas City. You think Pat Mahomes is is as successful? Mm, possibly. Andy Reid's 68 years old. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lot of unknown. I look at the Chargers and go, I could see practically everything on that team staying the same for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flux in Kansas City. It's it's already gotten expensive. And so then you start having the churn. That was always the thing that blew my mind about Brady is that he found a way, even through the churn, which is going to happen in this league, he found a way to push through it. Mm-hmm. And there was not the depth of great quarterbacks when Tom Brady was 27 years old that there are now. So, yes, it's it's being very nitpicky. But I don't, I don't in any way feel bad about what I got here.
1: Uh, you shouldn't. You should not feel bad about having two guys who are under the age of or 25 and younger who have already proven that, well, one of them has proven he can win in this league. The other one, well, he's yet to win a playoff game. But I feel like that's getting ready to
2: change this season. My next pick, this still dumbfounds me solely based on age and I'm going to keep doing this, and I have completely switched sides on this argument in the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. My third pick is Lamar Jackson. Oh,
1: okay. Lamar Jackson, who some don't even consider a quarterback anymore. Which is stupid. Well, of course it is. But it's the one thing. Oh, you got a fullback playing quarterback. Stop it. Lamar Jackson is very dynamic. He should be in the top 10 of any list about quarterbacks in this league. I mean, unless you're doing one like biggest arms. If you're doing a big arms contest, Lamar Jackson probably not going to be there. But if you're doing most electrifying, if you're doing ones to build a franchise with, Lamar Jackson needs to be in the top 10.
2: I'm I'm going to tell you that this is still my favorite stat. I'm going to keep doing this until it stops being funny to me. Lamar Jackson is two weeks younger than Joe Burrow.
4: (laughs) That
2: still blows my mind it, when you say that out loud.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, it, he is two it took weeks younger than Lamar.
2: He is two weeks younger than Joe Burrow.
1: Right. It took a long road for Joe. It, it
2: did. I and mean, I get that. And he look,
1: had sit I took at Ohio Joe... State. he went to Ohio State. He went to LSU after, what was it? was he, with, he was with Ohio State for two years and then transferred to LSU. Didn't get a whole lot of pub his junior year. Senior year, greatest performance we've seen from a quarterback in probably the history of college football him and Vince Young probably at the top oh he, of greatest he, had, quarterback the, he had the greatest
2: season I've ever seen
1: right so I can't blame you for that Lamar Jackson I'm a little little surprised
2: at that but that means there's somebody that you're feeling really good about which means we're probably about to argue
1: no there's not i mean at this point
2: i'm there's nobody i'm feeling good about. to to me there's a huge drop off after lamar jackson
1: because you get past this point and now you're thinking well now what do i do do i do i go young do i go kind of older with some experience
2: that's the fun part of this game
1: right What, what are you gonna do and i'll tell you where i'm going with my third pick coming up next here on espn asheville
5: at ingles we're all in for summer whether you're hitting the trails hitting the water or hitting the golf ball we have everything you need for the perfect picnic the greatest grill out and the best beach vacation we know that the mountains are calling the open road awaits and that pool party is ready to rock so head on over to ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road in or call them at 820
1: and welcome back into the Sports Accuracy here on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are in the midst of today's daily draft picking franchise quarterbacks, and we're through. The first five picks of the draft, Jeremy started it out with Joe Burrow. Then I went Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He gets Justin Herbert, who he says was his one and two on the board. And I get it. They're young. They're hot shots. Gotcha. And then he goes Lamar Jackson with his third pick.
2: Who literally just turned 25 years old. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Maybe limited as a traditional quarterback in the NFL, but he is
2: scary to game plan against. Now, this is where it gets fun because it's a question of, do you project or do you take the bird in the hand? (laughs) Well, I feel like if you're building a franchise, you still have
1: to have a lot of projection. You have to, you, you, you want some stability for your franchise, And I get that the guy I'm getting ready to say probably doesn't, you know, strike. uh, It doesn't strike you as, well, there's a lot of stability with that guy. But you get over
2: this latest
1: hump and maybe it will be.
2: It's Deshaun Watson. I'm so glad you did that so I didn't have to.
1: Yeah, Deshaun Watson is still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. And in fact, you know, the last time Jeremy and I did our top 40 quarterbacks list, Deshaun Watson was my six. And now that I'm at the sixth pick of this draft, I feel like I need to stick with my original list and go Deshaun Watson. He is an unbelievable quarterback. He is athletic. He's got the arm. He can run. He's you know makes good decisions most of the time. Not so much off the field, apparently. But we're talking full-on football here. What are you going to do? And I still say I don't blame the the, the Cleveland Browns for doing what they did. Giving him that giant contract with all the guaranteed money, they did. You know, they they did build into the contract a you know a little bit of a uh, buffer for this year, just in case he's suspended for the entire year, which we're still not going to find out. I'm her. Uh, I'm hearing for a couple of weeks, but I thought they were smart about it because he's going to be. I don't know if exactly worth the contract coming up, but I believe he's got that talent in him. So Deshaun Watson
2: is my sixth pick. I I can't fault you for it. I can tell you I was going to do it through very gritted teeth. Mm -hmm. I don't have gritted teeth because I
1: think he's still a franchise quarterback. It's a little stain on the name, obviously. But, you know, who doesn't come with their drawbacks in the NFL? Like this next guy. My my fourth pick for my team, he's a little older, but you gotta go with him. It's Aaron Rodgers. I get mm. he's I get he's 38 years old, but he's a back to back MVP, and you know, some people may some people may think that, well, he's not gonna be around for much longer. And I get it, but he's got the capability. He's taking care of himself, and if I can convince him that this is where he needs to be. He needs to come star for the the Asheville Tanks or whatever I'm going to call this franchise. Then I think I can get him to stick around for the first six years.
2: He played to at least 44, 45 years old. I love how Tom Brady has just made it to where everybody can play until they're 94. You don't years think Aaron
1: Rodgers is equipped to do that? I don't think
2: he wants to. I don't know that he wants to either. I don't think he wants to. The, uh, you got to understand, this is a California surfer guy to the highest extreme. Mm hmm i would have taken him but again like deshaun watson i wouldn't have felt great about it okay felt great for a couple years Mm -hmm. and i would have done it and i would have moved right along yep but i wouldn't loved it
1: i don't necessarily love it but also at this point you got to think who's left what franchise quarterbacks are left for you to pick from
2: oh fun you said that because i think there's easily one that should by no stretch of the imagination still be here okay my fourth quarterback's trevor lawrence Mm. it's trevor lawrence he's the highest rated prospect i have ever graded at quarterback in the 10 plus years i've been doing this and somehow in a franchise quarterback list he lasted to eight yep A, a guy who's 38 years old went in front of him so for me i just okay I'm perfectly fine with that. All right,
1: I mean the the rookie year was not good, and we know we've seen bad rookie years from great quarterbacks throughout history. Peyton Manning's name always gets thrown up in this conversation. I mean, I I understand it, it makes it makes total sense,
2: although I haven't seen the kid win in the NFL. No, but he's got it. He's got it. I've always said he had it. the The Urban Meyer year was a blip guys don't care Mm -hmm. i'm telling you there have only been a handful of quarterbacks that there was no shot they were going to bust and he's one of those short of injury okay and now that he has a legitimate nfl coach and not the disaster that was urban meyer i'm i'm fine now this is where it gets fun for me okay because i'm getting ready to say a name that's going to blow your mind and when i say it you're i have a feeling your face is going to drop because this is franchise quarterbacks yep so i'm going to say it And then I'm explain it. My fifth pick is Tom Brady. Okay. I don't care that he's a billion. Explain it. I am looking at next year going, you know what? I can figure it out. I can figure it out. Whether it's CJ Stroud, whether it's Will Levis, whether it's whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I know definitively, no matter what I put around him, I can put 21 dudes from the local YMCA around him. And guess what? I'm still probably the best team in my own division. And it doesn't matter what division I'm in. Maybe so. But but that also precludes you from getting any of those quarterbacks next year. It's fine. I'll be honest with you. I've graded this class up one side and down the other. We will have a lot of draft content coming out. Fantasy football stuff will start this week. NFL draft stuff will start next week. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever been so giddy over a quarterback class in all the years I've been doing this. So even if, I don't care if I get seven. I was going
1: to say, so even if you're the seventh team in I line. I don't care. And you have to take Tyler Van Dyke, you'll be fine Tyler Van him. Dyke
2: will not be the seventh quarterback to go. Phil Jakovic is the one I'm looking at. Okay. Going, okay, if that, that, that's what's going to fall in my lap, no problem. hmm Because I look at him in the in much the way I would look at a Mac Jones. This is one of those things of there's not another quarterback that I feel great about that doesn't have an age restraint. I thought about Derek Carr. He's in his 30s. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that that's going to make me competitive for a year. It Kind of depends on what's around him with his situation. Y'all yeah, would love him, but that's not how this this exercise works. So with number five, I'm going the old guy. He's
1: going one year quarterback Tom Brady. Because you know you can't conv- you're not going to
2: convince him to stay. Oh, I think literally short of holy water and a steak, you won't get him to leave. So (laughs) I'm convinced I will die before Tom Brady retires. Okay, so so
1: you're you're banking on maybe he'll reclaim, you know, maybe he'll reassess and go, you know what? I need to play three more years. I need to play till I'm 50. And I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me in the least. Despite the fact that you've been, you know, trying to uh, uh, foretell the
2: end for five years Mm -hmm. that's exactly right if you keep stepping on a rake and it winds up hitting you in the face you know what you stop doing stepping on the rake i'm a i'm i'm very shocked in fact i did not think that because for me tom brady wouldn't even be on my list he's
1: my quarterback
2: yeah here's the thing i also think that my undrafted free agent at the end of this i will almost bet you there's no shot you say this name so i feel pretty good that i'm gonna get another guy that i'm warm and fuzzy
1: about oh yeah is uh is is one of his mom's best friends warm and fuzzy about him too
2: Uh, quite possibly (laughs) you never know i'd have to ask the guy uh all
1: right so that brings it back to me for my fifth pick of the uh franchise quarterbacks draft here on the sportsocracy and um you know what i'm going russell wilson you left me russell wilson he has been he has been a uh bucking the odds since he came into the league so many people said he couldn't do it he's come into the league he's been to back it went to back-to-back super bowls one one and i get a lot of that was on the defense that russell wilson naysayers say he's not that good and oh, I'm i am no to problem with how good he is he i think is he's that good
2: i think he's gonna age like a dairy product that's the reason i didn't take him yeah because to me russell wilson and tom brady are in at they're almost exactly the same You could tell me that one of them is a high-level quarterback for the next three years, Mm -hmm. and it was Tom Brady, not Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be stunned. Okay. It's just a different – they're different kinds of quarterback. And I love Russell Wilson. Have for a long time, and I think he's going to be very good in Denver. Mm -hmm. If it's an age thing, there was only one – I mean, and there's no way for me to show my list on the YouTube stream, but there was one quarterback over the age of 30 that I would have felt fine about, and it's Tom. Cause I could see him playing until he's 90 just to continue <laughs> to agitate me until I'm in my fifties.
1: Okay. All right. Now, uh, now that the draft has concluded now it's undrafted free agent time.
2: This is my favorite part of this.
1: This is where we get to, we, we go by the countdown and at the same time we both say a name
2: and what are we ever going to do? If it's the same name, then you don't, then neither one of us get Then it. neither of us. Mm-hmm. Get it. That's the way it was uh, opined to me. And I think it's brilliant. Okay. If you say the same name as me, I am going to be so unbelievably angry because just do it. I'll explain it after. All right. Three, two, one. CJ Stroud.
1: Oh, you didn't say
2: we could take guys that aren't in the league. I didn't say you couldn't either. I said you got to take a franchise quarterback. That's cheap. It's in the comments more than once. Well, I'm not looking at the comments. Well, maybe you should. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you should. I,
1: You should have laid out the rules of this better.
2: Maybe you should have asked more questions.
1: CJ Stroud. He's not even in the league.
2: We are the champions, my friend.
1: So. I don't think so. So I get Derek Carr, you get CJ Stroud. All I said was, you have to
2: pick a franchise quarterback right now. Arch Manning. All uh, right i'm
1: okay. not gonna lie he was, on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he was on my list before he even takes a snapping don't gotcha. care, don't care. That.
2: he's got the last name manning
1: stop that
2: they, they were cleft care. from some mountaintop. top the all right all right we gotta we gotta
1: take a break here so here's the teams here are our franchise quarterback draft results jeremy green gets joe burrow justin herbert lamar jackson trevor lawrence tom brady And his UDFA is a guy who's not even in the league yet, C.J. Stroud. It's fine. Meanwhile, I get Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and my UDFA, Derek Carr. I think the voting on this
2: is going to be close. I do, too. I think this will be the closest one we've done. So go to our social medias. It's at the Sportsocracy on everything uh, short of, like, Tinder. We don't have a Tinder. But if any other social media, we're there at the Sportsocracy.
1: All right, find us on the social medias, vote in today's poll. The winner of today's Daily Draft gets to pick number one tomorrow in the Daily Draft in this 5 o'clock hour here on ESPN Asheville.
4: I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
1: All right, it's the fun time on the Sportsocracy when we get to talk about uh, dumb criminals. Today's Don't Do Crimes segment. Ah, yes, Don't Do Crimes. And let's go down to... Okaloosa County, Florida. No,
2: oh no, you stole my story.
1: Oh no. Did I? I apologize. Not really. Not really. A Florida man arrested on Saturday after he tried to outrun the Okaloosa County deputies. And here's the story. So Dustin Mobley's 40 years old. He is charged with grand theft, grand theft of a vehicle, felony criminal mischief, two counts of resisting an officer, possession of a concealed weapon by a felon, carrying a concealed handcuff key, possession. I of, didn't know that was a crime. Uh, apparently it is possession of a drug of drug paraphernalia, as well as other felony charges that apparently just could not be listed in this lengthy rap sheet here. Uh, the warrant was served on Saturday morning at 9.30 in the morning. So what he's accused of is stealing a boat. Apparently, he broke into some shed at a business where a $40,000 boat was being kept. He, he cut a hole into it. Right. He
2: cut a hole in the side with an acetylene torch.
1: Yeah. He used heavy machinery to cut a hole into the metal building, stole the boat from the business Uh, In Baker, Florida, back in January, they caught up to him not long after that, January the 3rd, when he was on the boat in the water, he ran from the cops, jumped into a swamp along the Yellow River, and he got away. Well, they finally caught up to him again, and apparently he was out mowing his lawn because he tried to run from the cops this time on his lawnmower. He's on the riding lawnmower, and he's just trying to outrun the cops on the lawnmower. Now, the funniest part, and which I wish we had video of, was that they had to tase him to detain him. Now, were they just, like, walking alongside the lawnmower? Like, if you don't stop, I'm going to tase you. If you don't stop, well, him, am tase It's a zero-turn
2: mower, so the thing will scoot. Yeah, but it won't go that fast. Well, I mean, I, I promise you, there's not a cop that's walking beside it. Well, okay, excuse me. Maybe See, was in, my, in my idea, at least my idea of how this went, is that they're driving a car right beside it, like, no way, me do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and then they hit him with the prongs. Right. So they tased the guy.
1: And he was taken into, cu- into custody and will be now facing all that slew of charges. Uh, He said they said he did have a revolver on him and a handcuff key in his possession, which I mean, I guess if you've been on the run from the cops since early January, you've thought this moment was coming at any time. So you better be prepared in case you need to pull some Harry Houdini stuff out of the back of the cop car. I hope he had a plan further than that. Like, okay, I'm going to have the handcuff key. They'll never find it. I'll be able to undo the handcuffs. But then what are you going to do? Don't do crimes.
2: Uh, I was also today yourself when I found out that it was illegal to carry a concealed handcuff key. Not that I do that, but good to know. (laughs) David Proudfoot is 44 years old. This is why you always have a spare story. I've had this one for a few days, just in case you did what you just did. He lives in Kissimmee, Florida, and he got a job with Walt Disney World. And and apparently Mr. Proudfoot was, he, he thinks he's a security guru. And so he came up with a plan he decided to steal an R2-D2 statue that they valued at $10,000. He he loaded it up along with a game machine and pushed it through a hotel in the Walt Disneyland Resort. Well, he was stopped and he said that his name was David E. Rogers and that he was a employee of the hotel. Well, there's only one problem. He provided his supervisor's name and said that man's name was James McDaniels. There is indeed a James McDaniels that works at Walt Disney World. The only problem is that he works at Walt Disney World, and we are at Walt Disneyland, which is two completely different places. Apparently, he Googled who the head of security was, and when approached, because he looked, quote, suspicious and out of place, he gave a name of somebody that worked across the country. There you go. Now, you ask yourself, why wouldn't Mr. Proudfoot do this? (laughs) When asked why he stole from a place that he was imitating working at, he said so that they would decide to hire me and give me a higher-paying job because I had shown the weaknesses in their security. Oh, that's air okay. in so, judgment. So let me, let me get this straight. Your idea was to do crimes. Tell them that you had done crimes. And they would be so impressed with your acumen that as opposed to pressing charges for said crimes, they were going to hire you. Yep. That is one aggressive, stupid plan. Oh, well, you better. I mean, the guy better be a hell of a salesman. Um, let I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this in the nicest way I can. He looks... Very similar to how you looked before you found PhD weight loss, <laughs> and he also wore a a, a getup that looks like it would be better suited for lounging on a couch than on attempting to impress an employer. Uh huh. So he's not dressing for the job he wants. Uh, unless he's the dressing job for the job he has. Unless the job that he wants is sleeping in his mother's basement and watching nefarious things on a computer, then no. Uh, he was wearing a gray T-shirt, beige sweatpants, and an orange vest. First of all, mm. that color scheme not good. Is not good. No. All right.
1: Like I mean, at least if you're going to look like a slob, color code, man.
2: Absolutely,
1: just clashing colors never, never come off, especially when one of those is
2: sweatpants. <laughs> Don't go out in public in sweatpants, <laughs> okay? And that's a total aside, but just if you're if you're getting ready to leave the house and you're trying to pick out your wardrobe sweatpants is never the right call no ever i mean unless
1: you're, unless you're going to walmart at 2 a.m to pick
2: up a, a gallon of milk or Mm-mm. something still not the right call it's the only Mm-mm. time nope put on something with underrows sweatpants <laughs> is a bad call what just because you're wearing sweatpants doesn't mean you have to be going commando
3: uh-huh
2: what
0: is that a rule is that a rule i,
4: with I can pads? literally say nothing here
2: that won't get me in trouble so i'm just gonna <laughs> nod and go uh-huh. i was to say i didn't know that was this thing. is one of those things in the youtube comments if you know you know uh-huh
1: all right we are continuing our previews of training camp nfl training camps are gonna start up oh so soon what we're like a we're, week or, or a week away yeah. we're a week away well
2: eight days there next
1: tuesday there you go next tuesday We will have teams re uh, reassembling for NFL training camps. We're just a little ways away from the hall of fame game and the start of the preseason. And before you know it, regular season, will be right around the corner. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Both Jeremy and I have said that the Minnesota Vikings are a team that we want to be better, but we just, we're both not sure. If they can be good enough to,
2: one, get into the playoffs and two, make any noise. I fully believe they cannot make noise, but I think they're better than people let on. The offense to me doesn't really have a hole. No, the offense is going to be really good.
1: I mean, if there is a hole, it might be in injured Irv Smith, who cannot stay healthy
2: and the tight end position. See, to me, Irv Smith's found money. If Irv Smith is a top 16 tight end in this league, Mm -hmm. it's found money. That's vaguely what you had in Tyler Conklin last year. My biggest drawback is the offensive line. It's a ton of projection. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen all of them be good in small doses. I've never seen them be good sustained. Now... As prospects, I liked virtually every player that plays on this offensive mm-hmm. line. But you're going to have to come together. Or I could see there being more problems than we have let on. I think they will. I, I said I liked Christian Darrisaw better than I liked Rashawn Slater. Uh, nah, that's because I thought Rashawn Slater was a guard, and I missed that by the bit. Right. But that doesn't change the fact that I really liked Christian Darrisaw as a left tackle in this league. Mm-hmm. And I just look at Minnesota. I think they drafted really well. I think they have done a really good job putting this team together. One of my biggest drawbacks to them was defensively. And I just like a lot of the things they've done. Mm-hmm. I like this team. I like this team. And they did the one thing that I always caution against just because, and I've dubbed this, the Sean McVay rule it used to be the bill Belichick rule. Just because somebody had dinner with somebody one day does not mean that their genius rubbed off on them. However, I think Kevin O'Connell's an exception to that. He has been beloved everywhere he's ever been. He was a Jets backup at one point. And just the IQ that he showed as a third string, nobody cares quarterback has been talked about for years. Mm-hmm. Of Athletically, it wasn't there. But he had the mind to play quarterback in this league. And I think he has the mind to be a, a head coach in this league. May take a year before they're they're there. I obviously I don't think they're better than Green Bay. I do think Green Bay is going to take a slight step back offensively, but the defense will cover it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I won't be shocked if Minnesota's sitting there to take supremacy of this division, though.
1: I think down the line, obviously not. Oh, this year. Okay, I was going to say I think that's a you know that's a tall order to do this year. But we know how good the offense is. You've got the weapons with Adam Thielen, who I know is getting older, but he's still really good. you got Justin Jefferson, who's a rising force in this league. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are you know, a great running back tandem, probably top three in the league. They're very high. In running back tandems. Uh, Kirk Cousins I still believe in, and I do like some of the moves that they made in the offseason. Obviously, drafting Lewis Sen is going to be a big uh, a big plus for me. If as you had him mentioning
2: guy. the Georgia guys, the first thing he said.
1: So obviously, the biggest pickup was Zadarius Smith. You add that pass rusher on the other side from Daniil Hunter. You shored up the middle of the offensive or the defensive line because you weren't really good at stopping the run before. So, Harrison Phillips coming in to do that, I think, is a great pickup for them as well. So, I feel really good about the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't know where they stack up in this in, in the in the NFC for this year. I feel like they're still in the same spot. They're much like the Miami Dolphins. You got
2: better, but I still think you're just outside the playoffs. I would agree with it. I just think the NFC is so bad. I mean, how many teams in the NFC do you legitimately think can make the playoffs? Seven. I know that for a fact
1: because that's what the NFL told me was that seven teams are going to make the playoffs. I didn't say would. I said could.
2: (laughs) How many teams in that conference can make the playoffs? The Chicago Bears cannot make the playoffs. No, nine. Maybe there's nine. And I think you're being generous. I do. I think you're being generous. There are three in the NFC East, and there's practically two across the board. Mm -hmm. And that's me being as nice as I can be in all three other divisions. And I'm not sure that they're not better than two of the teams in the NFC East. I think Vegas has this team pretty much dead to rights. They're over, under, and win totals at eight and a half. Obviously, you can't win half a game, but if you could, I think somehow Minnesota would find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Is that, I guess they call that a tie. Yeah. You know, the half would be a tie. Yes, It does not count that way in wins, just so you know. Oh, they don't give you a half for that? Mm-mm. But I will say, I, I just think this team is good. They're in the, Minnesota kind of falls into that Jets thing for me of i think you are more talented than the result is going to show
1: so is this your indianapolis colts team of this year you said the same thing about the colts last year that they would be the team that's better than their record
2: yeah that's that's what they would be of last year yeah so the 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 vikings are the colts of this year okay i understand Uh, now I understand how you were saying that right yeah that's that's about right all
3: right
2: I, i think you're a drastic bit behind green bay i also think you're a drastic bit ahead of detroit and two drastic bits ahead of chicago then again i think ohio state's a couple spots ahead of chicago agreed i'm just not sure that it's even if you make the playoffs i think any of those high-end teams would just rock you Mm -hmm. given the opportunity But this is a team that you should be looking at for the future going, there's a lot of pieces there to like. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN
1: Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Can Kirk Cousins uh, turn into big game Kirk Cousins and get the Minnesota Vikings over the hump? We'll just have to wait and see. Coming up next, Jeremy's going to be mad.
4: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers, I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com, or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process.
2: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663
0: Dirty shark flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore.
3: Uh, let the
2: flow Usually in this segment, I tell you things that have made me angry over the course of the day. What I'm getting ready to tell you has not made me angry, but it has made me sad. Matthew Barry, Mr. TMR himself, the talented Mr. Roto, just put this out on Twitter. Here's a sentence I never thought I'd write. I can confirm that after 15 amazing years, I am leaving ESPN. What? No, no word on what his next step is, but this does allow me to tell a story. When we first started doing this, uh, we were absolutely... Whoever could give us advice on how to make this work, we would take it. We sent out a lot of messages. We said a lot of things. We got very little response one of the most meaningful responses we got from anyone was from matthew barry uh they sent us a very heartfelt uh just live your dream keep up the passion all of those things him and stefania bell both Mm -hmm. that has always stuck out to me us two just brand new into doing a daily talk show i literally think it was the day we got this show Uh, and and he had sent this really thoughtful text, and that really tells you who Matthew Barry is in a nutshell. There are a lot of people that you hear talk about sports uh, across different platforms that Matthew Barry is somebody we have to thank for that. When he got the job at ESPN, nobody talked about fantasy football. It just wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. So some non-former player, the, what what you know is gambling and fantasy football. We didn't get the time of day in a watch shop. And people like me owe a lot to people like Matthew Barry that opened a lot of doors and, and did great work. I don't know what his next step is. I hope it's even more than we have seen from him with ESPN. I don't know what that could be, but I hope this is not he's getting ready to go away because I love consuming his content and I owe a great debt of gratitude to the talented Mr. Roto matthew berry wow matthew
1: berry leaving espn it's one of those things you never thought you would see the day that it would happen much like uh you know the ending of of the mike and mike morning show for years we thought uh, this is it this is the sports morning show and then eventually you know times change things change and you know i'm sure matthew berry will find a way to stay in our lives oh, I, he'll have I hope his so. own service or something it'll be
2: Well, he's always had his own service. It's just a question of where would the content go and and things like that. Right. I just hope this isn't his riding off into the sunset. No. He's one of the most eclectic people you will ever talk to.
1: I feel like there needs to be, uh, I don't know, an executive with, oh, there's this website that's supposed to be good at football that really sucks at football. Oh, wait, it's NFL.com. Maybe they need to call Matthew Barry.
2: He's so fantastic at what he does and could not be a nicer human (laughs) if he tried. I just and and I'll be honest with you. In this industry, there are a lot of nice people that that will wish you well from afar. There there are less than you would think that will actually actively root for you. And I have always found him to be one of those people. Uh, we appreciate uh, everybody
1: joining us on the Monday edition here of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Want to remind everybody, uh, you know, if you need a new car, I found myself in that position today. Had to go over to Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, and now I am the brand new owner of a 2017 Rogue, and I cannot wait uh, to be safe for once on the roadways. And I'm sure that everybody out there is feeling exactly the same way. We're glad tanks, honka junk is off the road. And it's all thanks to the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Go see them today. They will give you, as they did with me, way more than you might expect for your trade-in.
2: $250 extra credit just for telling the Fred Anderson Nissan family that you are a member of our family because they want to make our family their family.
1: House of Reprehensibles members, Reprehensible Takes are coming up next on the YouTube stream. If you're not in on the uh, H.O.R., Go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe, and hit that join button, and you'll get reprehensible takes and other great extra content as well. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 in the Ingles Studio.